Nice. Oh my goodness. Never mind. Oh gosh, don't you know, Bobby? Don't don't you know that's what is that Minnesota thing or what? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I knew about the Minnesota accent. Bobby generic. Generic. Topics from politics, social media, academia, friends and family, you wonder about yours and their mentality. Our thoughts and actions aren't in conjunction and realize there may be an obstruction. The sky appears a different shade of blue when we realize we may be in the shadow of an eclipsed view. Welcome to Eclipsed Views, where we see what it would take to change your views. This is through self-help through Kaizen, a Japanese term for self for improvement through small increments. We're trying to change our views since we haven't had much luck changing other people's views, right? <laughs> All right, uh, disclaimer, some hard and difficult topics. If you are easily offended, this may not be for you. There are sometimes some hard truths, and if you are not ready for it, I suggest maybe you revisit at a later time when you do feel more prepared. All right, today we're what? Grown up language. Grown up language. <sighs> no copying into the microphone, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> today, well, I again, I am Salvador Melendez and my wife Veronica Melendez, and today we have JJ Gomez, uh, Ricky Rodriguez. And um, we've been friends for about how long? Since I've known you since '04. Three or four, right? Three, oh, right? Yeah. You were '04 for sure. You well, no, I I started college in '02, but I didn't join UTEP band until '04. Uh, crazy! I would have never known that you weren't there the '03 year. <laughs> All right. Um, we're not going to, well, I want you guys to hold off on saying any of your professions or skills just to try to keep it unbiased for whoever listens to this. They're not already like, oh, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about or, or, or does know so what much. the hell he's talking about. We're all citizens, colleagues, professionals, consumers, friends, family members, teachers, learners, just human beings. First, I got into this uh, with street epistemology. Um, if you guys haven't heard of it, it's just a mode of Socratic questioning. It's to figure out how you came to that stance. Like what method did you use? Like what evidence did you collect or how did you collect your evidence to finally come to that conclusion? Um, are the reasons still legi legitimate enough that you can continue to hold that stance? And also conjecture, forming an opinion based on incomplete information. Based on incomplete information. How do you know you have enough evidence to form an opinion? No more drink for you. Just <laughs> <laughs> or more. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. All right. So first, we'll have a, a few scenarios for you guys. I want you guys to try to tell me your gut instinct on where I'm going to give you a scale. So you got you guys got to tell me on a scale where you land on this. Like, it'll be a scale between zero and a hundred. After I give you the scenario, I'll tell you which end of the scale means what, and then just kind of gut reaction. What is the first thing you landed on? A lot of it will be like, you will want more context, but just try to go with 
what first came into your mind? Like, are you for this, against this kind of deal? And kind of place it on that. So our topic today is the role of comedy in society, especially since comedians lately have been getting a bunch of crap for a bunch of stuff that they didn't used to get crap for. So let's see if uh, things are changing, if you guys think they should change or stay the same or whatever is happening. All right, so first scenario is light humor. Your partner makes it, we actually used this in the last podcast. Your partner makes a joke that upsets you. You know they didn't mean any harm, but it still stings. Their intent was lighthearted, but the impact was that your feelings were hurt. Should you have, should you, should the joke have been made? Zero is no, and a hundred is yes. Where would you guys land on that scale? If I'm bothered by it, I'll put myself at a 20. All right. Kike? I mean, right off the bat, right off the bat, I'm probably gonna say fifty. It's a, it's a fifty-fifty thing. Fifty-fifty. I'm confused again. <laughs> um, this time. There's a train traveling from Chicago to Los Angeles at six kilometers. So let's see. Uh, okay, okay, just. Or kilometers. Just Should have been made. Uh, Thirty. <laughs> 30? <laughs> I'll say last time. Like a 10? I'll go with 10. That it should not have been made. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Throwing end. 90. <laughs> yeah, zero being don't make the joke, 100 make the joke. Okay. All right. Pretty good. Let's see. Second one. I think I said 20. And I said 90. Oh. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Likes being picked on. This is dark humor. So there's been a death in your family. Somebody makes a joke about it. It does strike a nerve, but it gets a big laugh from the others. Should the joke have been made? Zero, no, a hundred, yes. Be honest, JJ, you give me. Well, no, it's just it's just one of those things. Just like, how close is this person to the family? Is this person related to the person that passed away? Like uh, I said, gut instinct. Yeah. I know we're gonna want to get context and whatever. I'll but. go. I'll go seventy this time. Really? Just because I don't know. I I've all. That's the way I cope with death is by making jokes about it. But somebody okay. else. Even if somebody I mean, makes I guess, I guess, I mean, I have... You I, can be that other Yeah, the way I'm thinking about it is if I'm, if I joke about it, why can't somebody else joke about it? All right. That one, I'm going to go 20. Metal? Yeah, I'm, I'm 20 also. So? Probably be like a 40. Oh, y'all are heartless. Yeah. <laughs> heartless. <laughs> All right, and did, did we like that? Some of them, I know, I know. There's so much that I want to talk about with that one because I'm like, <laughs> hmm. yeah, we'll get into it. Did we only see them at holidays? <laughs> Are we missing much? Just kidding. How much money do they owe me? <laughs> <laughs> they were a shit person. Nobody liked them anyway. Yeah, usually like the further removed family members owe you more, huh? <laughs> 
All right, uh, third scenario, practical joke. You have an office job and you have a lot of work to do and you are running late. You arrive at work and your office has been gift-wrapped. <gasps> Everything from the computer to the stapler. Should the practical joke have been made? Zero, no. Hundred, yes. Hundred. You're running late to work? Yeah. See, I mean, they must really like me. To wrap everything. And I like unwrapping shit. So I'd be like, I'm bringing coffee to donuts tomorrow. It's like, oh, it's a computer monitor. I wonder what this one is. I already have it. All right. What about you? Oh, I said I wrote down 90, but I didn't say it out loud. Sorry. I'm not about a 90. All right, so comedy, defined by Merriam-Webster, is a genre of dramatic literature dealing with comical or, or with the serious in the light or satirical manner. Everyone on board with that definition? Not whether you agree with it or not, that's what Merriam-Webster says. And <laughs> I just want to know if you guys understand that. Funny thing is, is Merriam owes me money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Satire also is defined as a literary work holding up human vices and follies to, ridic to ridicule or scorn. Everyone on board with the definition of satire also? Good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, this one was a little bit from our last podcast, Intentions versus Outcomes. So what do you guys think the intent of comedy is? entertain people, get them, get them laughing, kind of, I guess, get their mind off just for a brief few minutes, moments, hours on whatever else is going on in their lives, whether it's stressful or if it's tedious. Sure. Kika? I think it's very, it actually is a very interesting question because I think that's where a lot of the problems arise. Typically, I want to say that comedy wants to, its intent is to I guess, I don't know about brightening the mood, but, but just to brighten, just to make people laugh, people smile, and I think that part of the problem is that if it doesn't make anybody laugh, but it makes just me laugh, people are okay with that. It's like, well, it made me laugh, so that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, th I, think it's, I think its intent is to make people laugh, which in turn makes people happy and smile. And do you think its outcome is reached with its intent? I think comedy is a big, is a one big attempt. I think that's why. I, I think it just depends on the comedian. It's a 50-50 thing anyway, kind of. All right. And, Can I uh, say something yeah. with that? I agree, but I also think that it is to bring, to bring light to uncomfortable subjects. Um, so like how we were talking about the death thing. Right? It's like, you all know, like, you're all in a really fucking uncomfortable situation because your great aunt just died. She was hairy. Like, her chin <laughs> tickled when you, when she kissed your cheek and she pinched your cheeks a little bit too hard. You're not, like, feeling it. And, and like, yes, you can live through the memories and, like, be sad about it. Or you can also remember the funny stuff that she did. Or, like, how it would tickle your cheek and you would tell your brother, like, <laughs> did she tickle your ear this time? You know, just, like, something ridiculous. And it kind of, yes, it brought you happiness and joy but it also brought uh to light like 
this bitch was always tickling me. Like, I didn't like that, you know? So it's also bringing uncomfortable subject matter. Like, comedians that, nowadays... That's because at that, it, it's a difference between laughing at the person. You can make fun of me because we're friends, and then when I pass away, why does that make it any different? You can still make jokes about me, but it... Because you know, family, because you don't do that shit. Your intent is to make people laugh because they're sad and whatever. But at the same time, you gotta keep in mind if you're taking shots, it's a little bit different. If they're oh this bitch was annoying or this person was whatever, mm-hmm. now you're taking shots. She'd always no lick her lips right before she kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> Ew. There's a little bit more malice to it. Y'all, he just like. <laughs> so Damn it! We should have recorded that one. Oh, recording. you did. Oh, ew! It's all on tape. Can you play slow motion for the promo? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what um, would? Yeah. Oh, I guess what would be what would be a non like okay joke, or what would be a joke that crosses the line in that same scenario with your great aunt bearded lady? Are you saying the joke to other family members or to non-family members? Well, I guess let's explore all of it. So when, what, what are the limitations? What, who is allowed to make, make the joke? Who is allowed to be the audience? Who isn't allowed to be the audience? I mean, who for isn't? sure, if it was like a loving husband that was just there for her every... I mean, it doesn't make sense that he'd be making fun of her after she passes away. But like, you know, he's just kind of trying to get his mind off his emotions and yeah i mean i would let him uh tell his jokes about yeah she tickled me too where just kidding yes yes it is <laughs> welcome to late night no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that was a close to the mic one oh yeah yeah <laughs> by late night, let me caress it and by late night we mean 10 45 <laughs> <laughs> is it really that late? no it's 10 <laughs> Um, <laughs> what about any of the other ones? Is there, well, like the light humor one, the joke, your partner making a joke to your partner or your partner making a joke about you? Is there a certain boundary that shouldn't be crossed or, I mean, cause somebody, well, we had kind of, kind of opposite ends on these, on some of them. But our, our scale is different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, oh, yeah, I had yeah, a 90 we were... and they have a 20, and so... Yeah, let's talk about this. It's just, I, I think you just have to know... I mean, it's so weird to call your family members your audience, but I think <laughs> you just have to know their, their levels of sensitivity because somebody might be cracking up over that joke and somebody might just be sitting there biting their tongue, trying not to get mad at you or whoever's telling the joke or... Telling the joke. Uh, I think jokes, it's, 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 that's why it's hard to kind of tie it down to one definition or to say this is clearly the line. I, any kind of joke, any kind of comedy, I think there's, there's a lot of parts to it. It's not just one thing. It's not just about what kind of joke you're saying or who you're saying it to. It's all of that. I think that's why they say timing is big time. Know your audience. I mean, I think the, a joke is different. Uh, a year after someone's pa- passing, then, then mm-hmm. you know, at someone's funeral, like it's definitely gonna hit harder. And, uh, and you just have to use common sense, and you have to, you can't be in poor judgment of that stuff. I, I wouldn't say that there's necessarily one thing that's here's a solid line, but there's a lot of things that will 
tip you over. It's like anything. It's like baking a cake. And you're not going to put the dumbest thing in there because that's why it's going to taste bad. Like you have to use good judgment, good timing, and a lot of things. It's, a, it's one big attempt. But so, like, um, the comedians now getting getting crap for whatever. But they're they're obviously not directing it at that audience. They obviously have their own audience. That that's who they who is there to purposely watch them, and they know like that's their audience. But then, people outside that audience are the ones usually getting pissed off. So, where should there be any limitations? There should they be allowed to keep doing this or not allowed? Is there a boundary they should cross or not cross? Well, I mean, it, it's it's just weird. Like, I, I don't, if I'm dressing up, like wearing, you know, a brand new Giorgio Armani suit for an event, I don't, I don't really expect to be too much foul language going on. Although I know I kind of, I think I know what event we're talking about. Um, <laughs> there was no foul language used, but just, I don't know, I guess making fun of, there was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there was. There was some language. Yeah, there was some language. But not by the comedian. Very true. Very it was the person that got upset. And uh, I don't know. I, I just... I, I There's just certain places where I expect certain things. Although I feel like I could laugh at just about anything, um, anywhere. But there's certain places I go in with a mindset where, like, I'm going to be on my better behavior. So I expect everyone else to be on that same behavior as well. But... If you invite somebody on stage like Chris Rock and we know what he's... <gasps> That's, <laughs> That's who you were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I, I think people just kind of have to brace themselves. and I, just I'm actually a little disappointed in myself. I had kind of forgotten about that. Oh, and I had I'm it as a whole separate... <laughs> I'm trying to forget about that. And I had it as a whole separate topic just because it... Oops. No, 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 that's, that's, that's okay. That topic because is probably going to get scratched anyway. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> but at the time, we thought, like, I, I talked with coworkers, and it just seemed like what crazy different worlds we live in, like, as, I guess, a layman versus, uh, or celebrities of that status. Because imagine that happening in a layman. Like, one of us is an MC at some event, like a convention for your, whatever your work is. And then you make a joke about the CEO or something, and then the CEO comes up and slaps you like, what? Like the husband the, of the CEO the, or the The same consequences would not apply as whatever happened to this situation. It's not just like, I'm going to get a standing ovation later for the speech you she gave. And then, and then th this, it was just kind of a little mind-blowing. Like The same rules don't apply as, as much as we like to think they do. Money, 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 money. Absolutely. Yeah, you never answered my question. Like, do you do voice lessons or do you do singing lessons? Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Speech pathologists time. do not, but I do. Okay. Whoops. Well, everybody's already know. Everybody um, singing was whoever. listening. Singing probably. Lessons, not yeah, voice lessons. I can give you singing lessons. I think at the same time that we do live in a Thank different you. age, I think had this happened 10, 15 years ago, it would have been different. Right now, it's kind of that. Uh, society that's a little bit more trying to trying to do away with those quote-unquote Karens, those people who are just, you know, they, they kind of it's kind of a, a a society where we're calling each other out now, and I think that, that I think that's really good because it's kind of going against just letting anybody make any accusation about 
anything or whatever, kind of like you take the situation for what it is. People will look at both sides and say, who was in the wrong? What was in the wrong? That sort of stuff. I want to say one of the biggest reasons for this is social media. Like before, in the past, when people would get upset about something, they would write a letter or send an email, and the only person <laughs> that would see that email was like, you know, the, the person it was intended for, yeah, yeah. or or their their assistant or yeah, yeah. whoever reads the mail. Now you go on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You you know you put the per- enter that celebrity's name or that person's name, and next thing you know, you got two thousand likes. And people commenting on that topic, so I, I think that's just what is really causing that much of a change. Not only that, but it's not only just because I think social media has kind of always, at some point, started to go against, has become the enemy of the comedian. I mean, guys like Jim Norton have always talked about back when they had blogs and stuff, how people used to use that as a weapon. Uh, you know, anybody who works for any kind of website and like they kind of walked around like they were hot shit or whatever but also I think uh, it's 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 also kind of solely kind of waters in terms of not just recording what's happening but recording stuff to get content recording stuff to make it look like that's why people like fake a lot of like videos and stuff to make it look because they know that's what's going to get the hits mm-hmm. so it's a, a lot of times they put kind of not put themselves in situations but they welcome that drama they to get as much drama out of it for the viewers. It's no longer just, I'm going to record what's happening now, this happened, I got into an argument or whatever, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to make it look like it's worse than it was. So that's a lot, that's kind of slowly the water too, because you're right, you're right. So it's all for social media, but in the beginning it was more like, let's record what's happening, okay, this is what happened. And then after some time, it's kind of like, well, drama doesn't happen in my life, I'm going to go look for drama. And then there's that's, that's why you see a lot of videos now where you're like, that was staged, that was fake. Yeah. That's, and then that's going to cause a whole other thing too because you're, not, you're just trying to hurt people. You're just trying to do things because you want to get hits. You want to get mm-hmm. views. Like somebody who's thought of as one of the greatest stand-up comedians is Richard Pryor. And there's no way Richard Pryor's material could be would be like nobody would put that. He would have to have like come up with his own streaming service to release his uh, his material for people to see it. It's just yeah, it's it's crazy. It's insane. But like Jay said, I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the execution, where it's not just it's not just on the people because there are comedians out there that can cross boundaries. Can, there's people out there who cross boundaries. We've always all, all been to a party or a get-together where that one guy really, really wants to be the funny guy and he's getting a little offensive or he says something that's crossing. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. It may not be this intent, but some people don't put as much thought behind a joke, so it's a lot of execution. So I don't think there should be necessarily like a, a boundary where it's kind of like you're allowed to say these jokes, you're not. I think it's also a matter of how you say it. As long as you make an attempt to make make it as a joke, that's fine. If you're going to go out there and say offensive things, I mean, you, uh, I mean, I have a list of comedians that I don't like to watch because all they do is go out there and try to curse as much as they can, try to say as, you know, as many stereotypes or as many sexist remarks or as many racist remarks as they can because they want to be, quote, unquote, edgy. There, there's no comedy in that. But there are some of these comedians who can play it really well and form it as a joke that's going to do to um, 
children that are growing up in this society. You know, like the whole everybody <laughs> everybody's kind of trying hard to be funny now. You know? Like, oh, haha, I tripped this guy. Yeah, you you staged it all. Like we we know that. So we are able to call out their bullshit. But like our kids are like, haha, that's so funny. They don't know it's not like doesn't happen on the daily. Because if you're scrolling through TikTok, you're watching that shit one after the other. Like you're you're just getting fed. Like neurologically, what does that do to these kids? Like it's all funny, it's funny, it's funny. And then like in real life, they're like, oh my god, this is so boring. <laughs> because they can't entertain themselves anymore. They need something to happen. So I think that's kind of fascinating. And that's what I feel is one of the biggest reasons. Like, my mom, when I was in second grade, like, completely cut off my TV time during the week. It wasn't because she wanted me to, like, become more creative or anything like that. She just wanted me to be better at, at my homework and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I, I know Did it it's easier. Huh? Did it backfire? I, no, it, it didn't backfire. Like, I actually... Did my my grades did improve, but but obviously not if you're able to entertain yourself. Yeah, like I, before the podcast, you guys are just like boom boom going back and forth. Like <laughs> you all are hilarious. Right now you're boring because we're talking about boring things. So like I'm just well, kidding. No, 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 it's not that we're talking but, about boring things. I think well, no, but it's me. serious, right? Like we're serious. <laughs> and and earlier like, it was like boom, boom. Boom. And I, mean, I don't want to make a joke out of your podcast either. Like that's that's the whole thing. Like I'm I'm kind of like Oh no, you totally joke behavior. in this oh, one. Okay. You you yeah, yeah. just snip yeah. the cord of the good behavior. <laughs> right. Uh oh. You're free. Um, but like I really do think that it, I, I I interrupted you because I think that you are good at entertaining yourself. Yeah. And see that's the thing, like I, I kind of I wouldn't say it was all because of that grade, but like I eventually learned how to entertain myself. Um, another thing also that I feel helped me is uh, my dad's a truck driver and every now and then uh, growing up, he would take us on family trips on, on a, he was working, but we were on a family trip at the same time. <laughs> and so he did buy a uh, TV VCR combo. I'm showing my age here, a little TV VCR combo and he had it in a little uh, part in the- Could you explain what a VCR is for this? <laughs> it's kind of like, um, Imagine a streaming service, <laughs> but on a cassette. But What's it's only one movie. Cassette. cassette <laughs> it has a tape, not like sticky tape, but it's what kind of tape. <laughs> not like sticky but tape. But it's it was still a roll, a roll like of this tape, like a ribbon. You lost all the teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Going. <laughs> like a ribbon. They're not listening no more. But this ribbon has pictures on it. <laughs> And you, you stuck it in what was called a VCR. So you hold it up to the light and you can see it? <laughs> you know what? I never tried it. So maybe, maybe, just maybe. You can see Steamboat Mickey just... <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't watched that one. But yeah, so I mean, he, he did have that for us, but my mom would only limit the number of, of movies that we could take on the trip. So she's like, you're only taking four because I don't want them getting lost. Yeah. I don't want them getting damaged. I would so, do the same thing now. Yeah, <laughs> like try, try driving from El Paso to California to Pennsylvania, back to California to Denver, then back to El Paso. That was my third grade spring break, by the way. That's pretty um, fun. Those four movies got old quick 
So at a certain point, we just turn up the TV, uh, we listen to the radio. Sometimes my dad's uh, semi-truck had bunk beds on top, so my brother's down on the bottom, I'm on the top, I'm just like sitting, looking at the ceiling, but like my mind just kind of started to come up with stuff that just entertained me. And I don't know, I, I feel like that experience in second grade and the experience I'm going on the road with my dad is just kind of what helped me learn how to entertain myself. Dang. Yeah. That's the importance That's, of socializing here. It's a whole different thing too, because I kind of feel like people now, even even our age now, because of cell phones and stuff, don't know how to be bored. Like as soon as you're bored, you're like, oh crap, what? <laughs> I'm having an anxiety attack. Yeah, what is like, this feeling? I, I, You're probably I, speaking from like for yourself there. No, not really. Coordination, <laughs> instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that for was sure. Like jokes like that were back when we were younger. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know something, you just didn't know. And now, if I can Google it now, I'll know in ten seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't like. I, I'm guilty. Like, I'll pull out my phone and I feel like I'm getting bored or whatever. But I don't feel like anxiety for it. I, like, like, oh crap, like. How, how do I handle sticks. this? <laughs> less sticks. If, if you're trying to remember what's that actor's name, and you Google it now, you're phone gonna, numbers. Gonna forget it in an hour. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. I remember phone numbers. I, did. Yeah. I, remember phone numbers. I still remember some phone numbers. But not I remember some. I know his <laughs> phone number just because when I met him, he had a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone, so. Um, yeah, like I, I you had to give him them your his number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I wrote it down in like a little little phone book, my friend's phone book. And Aww. But after a while, after a while, I like you know I I memorize it and but <laughs> it was so funny because they were always like I've always had to get pushed to get like the new thing. Like I didn't want a cell phone. Because I didn't want my parents to be able to find me when I went out. Like, I wanted to be left That's alone. Ooh. And so, you know, all these people are just like, you don't have a cell phone? You don't no. have a cell phone? I'm like, let me guess. Your parents don't call you, like, every two hours to see what you're up to, to see who you're hanging out with and stuff like that. So. That was almost the opposite. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> that was almost the opposite for me. Yeah. Like, I knew I would probably get calls. Why didn't I think <laughs> And I would probably get calls, but I wanted to hang out with my friends more than what, like that one outweighed more. Like, damn it, I know I want to call, but <laughs> screw it. <laughs> I mean, and that was embarrassing for me. Like, you know, I, I'm there, I am in college, hanging out. You know, I'm at a college party. And I was 21 already, and sure, that's that's when I got a cell phone. I was 21 when I got a cell phone, and then next thing you know, my cell phone rings, and I'm just kind of like. Oh, hey, mom. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop at Walmart and get some milk. Yeah, no problem. Hey, can you just keep it down, please? Like, yeah, yeah, we well, can't stand. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just here. No, we're playing cards. Like, <laughs> Dominoes. <laughs> we're building a fort. Oh, my. <laughs> Pitching a tent. I mean, <laughs> building a fort. I mean, the tent came off. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, don't worry. I'll hold your drink for you, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remember Dallas? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm just going to add random bleeps in here. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That would be great. Don't worry. She's not watching this. <laughs> 
Ding, what's that sound? You got a phone call. Can't hear anything. Oh, fireworks, right? Oh, probably. Um, what about like sensitivity? Do you think? Do you think people are more sensitive now, or I guess even on your end, what? What do you think built up your sensitivity or lack thereof? Um, I mean, I was I was a sensitive kid, but I had relatives that made sure that. Uh, I mean, going back to the whole having a dad that's a truck driver, um, I think some of my uncles were concerned that being around my mom too much would have, uh, uh, I guess, decrease my masculinity. So <laughs> they did what they could to kind of toughen me up. So you, you showed them. Yeah. Beat some water, pinky up. That, there's that like I mean if it was somebody that I didn't like that went and said that to me I might be bothered by it but it's my best friend and like we know each other's like humor yeah humor uh, flaws, flaws I guess yeah and, and <laughs> so I think it's and a little uncles for that yeah exactly so do you think people that do get offended didn't have those rough uncles I think, to... I think that's what it was I think it's part of it I, yeah. I think I mean you have to go back to the time that you grow up with. I think now we're more at, I always say, I always, I heard that somewhere, but it said I grew up during, during a time, during the time before kids were born. And it's like that now, when we're kids, they, anybody could tell you, to go, hey, go shut up and leave your mom alone, the kids, the adults are talking. Now it's not, now everybody, their opinions are validated some, somehow. Somehow, some kind of social media, some kind of blog or whatever, where you can get your voice and your opinion out there. And it's socially unacceptable to, for people to tell you to shut up or to, you know, your opinion doesn't matter. Or it make you feel like your opinion doesn't matter, which is a great thing. It's a very good thing. But at the same time, it gives that, that people those, that confidence. I think us as kids, we probably didn't grow up with that much confidence, so we're all broken as adults. But <laughs> now you got that confidence, so that's where the sensitivity comes in, where people, nobody told you to, to shut up, essentially. Nobody told you that your opinion didn't matter or made you feel that way. Instead, you raise kids now to be, I mean, I'm a parent, so I, I wouldn't want anybody to make my kids, as however young they are, feel like their opinions are important. Forgetting that they're probably too young to have valid opinions, but, I mean, you're going to defend your kids till the end. So that's, that's also where the battle comes in. But, I mean, it's just that societal thing where it's just now it's, you walk into a room and you're taught that you're important. You're, everything you say is important. You're, you're, if you want to give your opinion, you could. Uh, when we were kids, it wasn't like that. I'm not trying to be like mm -hmm. the old man here, but it wasn't <laughs> like that. You walked into a room like you're, everybody would tell you to shut up if, if you gave your opinion. Yeah, you're, you yeah, you're blocking the TV, move out of the way. Yeah, if you gave your opinion to your uncle, would they tell you, yeah, it's very thoughtful and I, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings? Depends on, <laughs> depends on the uncle. <laughs> That's crazy. I hadn't That's thought about. I hadn't thing. thought about it like that. I, I think I experienced both at the same time. So if somebody told me shit, then I would tell my parents. My parents would be like, "Hey, stop telling that shit." 
right? So they were defending me on all the time. And so I thought that my opinion didn't matter. I still think it matters when it really doesn't. Were you an only child? No, I'm just <laughs> How did you guess? Oh. <laughs> were, you, were you kidding? positive <laughs> Don't drink your water. You're gonna spray all of them. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I think that I was very much coddled with that. And so now, if a joke is made, I'm like, hey, but asshole. Now, but now you can see. Do you think you're a little bit more sensitive than your than people around your age? Probably. Or, or a little bit more siblings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, because and that's where I end up making fun of people with more siblings. I'm like, ah, nobody loved you. <laughs> you <laughs> you weren't perfect enough. And I have younger siblings. You best believe my opinion enough. <laughs> you weren't perfect know. enough to <laughs> like your parents still needed other people, and so that's totally not how it goes, right? But like, totally. it was mm-hmm. one of my coping mechanisms to like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna start some shit. I'm gonna give you some shit, kind of thing. It's crazy. I've seen the opposite ends on for the baby. Like sometimes they're still like the most focused on because they're the baby, and then sometimes they're like, oh, they're the it's third one. one. You know. <laughs> I've noticed that like if it's two or three siblings, and the baby's like matters, but if it's like six, seven, eight kids, it's just like we just we just wanted. You're the accident. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just kidding. I don't even know three of your names. <laughs> <laughs> you, the younger three, it's just somebody. <laughs> Go go go! Grab your go clean up the, <laughs> clean up the yard or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm already 55 and I got a three-year-old. I just need a. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> What's up? <laughs> like, get out already! <laughs> just want to sleep. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. I was sort of distracted by. <laughs> By your, by your spiel right now because I really like the way you say the word opinion, and I was like, oh, and you kept on saying it. Opinion. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Opinion. Opinion. No, I was like opinion. Opinion. (laughs) I'm guessing your your uncles didn't make fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I get a haircut to get me fun of me. <laughs> I get a haircut. <laughs> get a load of this guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I made my eye twitch. <laughs> and then, well, I guess, does it, like, bother you at all? Like, on, on a scale, if you were to put that on a scale, like, we're getting a haircut? Well, they, they, they make fun of you for, for getting a haircut for like something uh, like age, almost... Age six, yeah, because it's like, ah, you know, three, four grown men and, you know, so my cousin, you got a haircut, yeah. And now I'm just kind of like, yeah. I mean, and it's not so much that the haircut's bad. Like, they're just trying to find something to make fun of you over because they know they're going to get a rise out of you. And I think that's the way a lot of some comedians work. And that's the way some audience members don't get that because they didn't go through that. And I know that comedian that's making fun of somebody for like something insignificant like that. They grew up around a household where just people would point and laugh at you just to like there'd be nothing wrong with you. Like, you know, it'd be like a regular maroon (laughs) t-shirt. Look at this guy's maroon t-shirt. And next thing you know, like, you know, uncle number two, uncle number three and 
your older cousin and just like, oh, shoot, yeah, I, I didn't even notice. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to change my t-shirt. Yeah. What, what do you think would happen if you switched it on? The, like, now you have a group of friends that's like, ah, get a load of his mustache or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> would they, like, it's get off? Yeah. At, at this point, if it's, if it's a group of friends that I'm still friends with at this point in my life, and it, that feels weird to say, then it's just like... They're my friends for a reason. Um, I'm pretty sure they're gonna. There's a good chance they'll laugh at this. Let's try. It. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> Omniversal. <laughs> I feel like you're both matching. <laughs> I don't think either is, is necessarily the greater lie. What about in presenting the sense that well, we had it right. Well, we, no, we definitely didn't have it right. That wasn't. I mean, you did have a lot of. It was acceptable for our uncles and aunts to bash on the little kids. And, I mean, that's not cool, but. You know, it's also good to go the opposite way where just let them give them the freedom to do whatever they want because now you're starting to see little kids become kind of bad people or even annoying people as they grow up just because they were surrounded by that freedom. I think much like anything else, there's got to be a happy medium. There's got to be somewhere in the middle where they get enough personal time, they get enough time to kind of think about uh, what they say and and how they say it, not just walk through them and just say, well, everybody has to listen to me. This is America, you have to listen to me. It's <laughs> kind of like, all right, take it back a little bit. But at the same time, not just to shit on people for trying to give their opinions or trying to express who they are or whatever. Um, and like you said, like you said, you're right, there's, there are some comics, as much as I'll defend comics, there are that just go out and just, that's their sole purpose, they just crap and try to make, try to, you know, cut you down it's kind of like there's no comedy in that there's no funny in that you're there's a little bit of, of malice towards that and that, that's not good either but then there's also like learning how to joke back with those people without taking it too far um that's the boundary i'm trying to because I've, I've had that too where like people make fun of me and then also you try to joke back with them and it's almost like i don't feel it was as far but you get to that line like your line was way shorter like what the fuck i've been i've been taking your shit for so long and now mm. i made this and then like you're all up in arms about that so yeah. it's like it's so like, where's i don't know it just it, it depends where you're depends on the because I, I i noticed that a lot of them like some of them they're like trying to make you tough but they do have their like topics of their little layers of sensitivity i'm not topic type i'm not talking physically i mean like there's just little things that you don't want to mess with but like you know, if one uncle had, like, you know, bad, uh, you know, he, he didn't exactly pay his car bill on time. <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, they're, they've been making fun of you. And, like, you know, you kind of just sit down. It's getting quiet. And then you go to the front door. You open the door. And you're like, oh, hey, it's uh, the Repo Man again. You're like, what? And then, like, like ah, I just wanted your seat. And you just, like, you know, kind of do something like that. And that's where you kind of, like, you got to learn how to do, how to, like, respond back with that. And they just look back at you. And they're just like. There's no fine line, but I, I think I, I think also you kind of split it between if I'm trying to make him laugh, I'm trying to crack on him versus if you make a list of, of jokes you can make about a person and you make a list of jokes you can make about him if you're trying to hurt them. If you and I got into an argument and I want to say the most personal stuff and I made a list of that stuff, that's probably not the stuff I can joke about. You know, people, you know, if you had a you know, family problems or your health problems or maybe you lost a, a job or... You know, you got divorced or whatever. Maybe it's not the kind of stuff you want to joke. And I'm not saying there's you can't joke about that. I'm saying if you're going to joke about that, you really have to deliver it well. Well, that goes back to the same thing we were talking about earlier about Chris Rock and um, Smith, because he was making a joke and he didn't know. Well, t- 
we didn't know that he knew, or we still don't know, I guess, that she has a problem. Like she has a, a medical issue. And she's not just bald because she wants to be bald. She's bald because she has something going on. But like, did he know? And is that the line? Yeah, like on the like, that one on the scale. Like, where do you guys feel? Well, like, do you think he, well there's more. She has more. That's where there's more. So, so I, I, I had saw something that or read something that they. Uh, uh, I think he had been making jokes before. Like this wasn't the first time he uh-huh. made these jokes, and if I'm not mistaken, supposedly he had confronted him before about like, hey, look, leave her alone, leave her alone. But at the same time, I mean, something like that, you can look at it. Yeah, it's a medical condition. It's bad. Jeffrey Ross came out and said, "I have that too." But when people mm-hmm. make fun of that. Because he says, I have that too. It sucks. Really sucks. Because, But when people make fun of it, I laugh because that's how I cope. That's how I get through situations like that. Like Jay said, that's how, that's my coping mechanism. But I laugh. think the difference between Jeffrey Ross and um, Jada. Jada. Male Jeffrey Jada. Ross has never been viewed as somebody attractive, or at least not by anybody that I know. Or at least not widely. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jada. Jada, though? <laughs> Just huh? kidding, Jada, on the other hand, like, I'm sure she's for the longest time. Well, oh, but there's, like, a male, <laughs> but there's like a male-female thing there, too. So yeah. it's yeah. typical for a male, I mean... More common to have bald males. To see a bald male, and you're like, oh, yeah, so he's bald. Like, sure. whether it could be on purpose or not, or... Whatever. And then a woman, like, oh my gosh, she must be doing a role, or... Couldn't that be considered a double standard, though, to say, oh, it's a man? I mean, I, I, I think you're absolutely yeah. correct, because someone like Jada, clearly the way she was dressed and the way she tries to carry herself, uh, it comes off as elegant. She wants to be classy. She mm-hmm. wants to mm-hmm. be all that. So something like this probably does hurt her pride more than Jeff Ross, who goes For on stage sure. and cracks on himself. He goes on stage wearing T-shirts and jeans and makes fun of how fat he looks or how ugly he looks or how whatever he looks. You know, so clearly a joke towards his looks is not going to hurt as mm-hmm. much as it's going to hurt the one who's c- trying to carry yourself in a more dignified way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there is that. I know, again, know your audience, but I guess there's that's a big difference. Like, I, I, think, I think also just the, the type of humor that... Or I, I guess the way people put themselves out there. Like, for example, I'm, I'm thinking about the roasts right now. So there's been a roast of women like Pamela Lee. There's been a roast of Roseanne. Um, I think if Chris Rock says, you know, if Roseanne goes bald, if Pamela Lee goes bald, I think if Chris Rock says that kind of joke about those two women, I think they laugh it off just because they're... they. They're thick skin enough. I mean, if they're thick skin enough to put themselves as the person getting roasted on a Comedy Central roast, obviously they're gonna be able to laugh something like that off. I don't see somebody. I don't see Jada or somebody like Jada ever going I mean, she's on Comedy Central. Well, like, come on, man. yeah, yeah, like, like environment. Also, like, what are you expecting to happen when Chris Rock is the exactly? It's <laughs> the host. It's also kind of. It, Getting, I guess, a little deeper into that. She laughed. Yeah, that's, that's a whole then, other discussion. No, she didn't laugh. That's a whole yes, discussion. she did. I thought he laughed. Jada laughed? laughed yeah, her, I, and she rolled her eyes. Yeah, she rolled her... But she, she, laughed, she laughed, then he laughed, he and then rolled the I don't, eyes. I don't like, know the something, order. But, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, have you ever... I mean, you're one of the funniest guys I, I know. Have you ever, you know said a joke to someone that came off a little offensive or came off a little, didn't, didn't hit as hard as you thought? Have you ever, were you cracking a joke with her? Cracking it's a joke probably with her? your department. <laughs> I've, I've, I've 
pretty bad at picking I'm up sure this. I'm sure you did, but I can't remember it right now. <laughs> Even if it's you or somebody else, like, I'm kind of bad at picking up as to how... <laughs> Or, oh. or even let's take it back. Even have you ever said a joke that they didn't laugh as hard as, as you would have intended? Maybe the there was time little time. to no laugh. Yeah, but again, then I do those for myself because I okay. thought that was. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, would you walk away thinking honestly? Do you walk away thinking? That person's dumb. That person's stupid. Like no, and that's what I'm saying is uh, that's where it comes off as, as jokes where they're always always kind of fifty fifty. Maybe they didn't you hear me. I'm gonna say it louder. Just yeah, kidding. exactly. I'm not saying. I mean, when it comes to physical assault, that's different. But when people, when you're offending people, that's a little bit like. And the, mm, well, the community more likely walks away like, ah, I, I should have known that. I you don't look at the person like you're stupid. You should have known this one. I I feel like there's a difference in comedy when you're picking on somebody's looks. Uh, or like something that they're not in control of and then where it is something that they do control like their attitude or their uh, intelligence levels right but this is something that I'm learning and I'm learning this through a lot of trial and error because I used to be a very critical person that's kind of how uh, my family rolls like it's look at that she looks fat enough right like, oh my god, ew, she's showing her side boob. Like, where, where do you belong? At Walmart? Like, kind of shit, like, so you're big a strip time club. stuff, the right? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rest of it? Show me the front. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my birthday party. <laughs> so, it's like, um, being critical of somebody's looks when, well, maybe they do have alopecia, right? Maybe they are losing their hair. Maybe they have some kind of thyroid problem. They can't help it that they're fat. Or uh, maybe they're poor and they stopped buying clothes in high school and that's the only thing that fits them now. Who gives a crap of what it is, right? But like that kind of comedy. Mm. It was always very like picking on a look or something superficial instead of picking on something that's actually kind of funny, right? And so I think that there's a difference in those two comedies. Uh, I don't even know where I'm trying to go with that, but... Well, I mean, the, the funny thing about Will Smith getting upset over that is like, well, I realized it was something scripted. It wasn't something that he did in real life. But you look at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like he was always making fun of Uncle Phil for his weight. He was always making fun of Carlton over his height. Um, and I'm pretty sure like he... Stuff uh, you can't help. Yeah, stuff you can't help. Uh, even in Bad Boys, like, you know, he's making fun of Martin Lawrence all the time. So I just kind of feel like that was the whole thing, like, in the 90s, it was just kind of like, it was, I kind of feel like the humor that he kind of showed off is like, if it's making others laugh, but this person has a, has a problem with it, well, this person just needs to like, get over Why it and not? toughen up. And like, nowadays, I mean, with that reaction is like, they don't like it, stop it. And I'm just like, that's... It, yeah, the humor has definitely... I feel like humor and comedy has definitely changed over the years. Because before, it was very thick-skinned. Mm -hmm. It was like... Yeah, it was very, very much so. Like, you would call each other uh, derogatory terms, and yeah. it didn't matter. You're like, ha that's funny, because you know that I'm not that. Like, whatever, you know? Um, but now, you, you use something... Um, pertaining to LGBTQ+, and holy cow, you fucked up. I, uh, and you're in well, now. because it's the, it's the movement now. It's, yeah, and so you don't touch that stuff, <laughs> even though it's funny. <laughs> well, it like comes, it, it comes used to be funny, right? 
Um, and she, now it's just like, oh, guys, watch her. I'm even nervous talking about it right now. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend that uh, works with me, and he's gay. And one of the reasons why he's still my friend, I mean, I, I'm not friend, and see, this is kind of like a touchy thing. I feel like somebody might, so I, I don't have very many gay friends, but this friend that I work with, I can joke around with him about that stuff. Like, you know, he'll send me stuff on, on Instagram, like, oh, like, you know, um, this or that and blah, blah, blah. And then like, I can crack a gay joke about it. And he's just laughing it up. But I know it's like I said, like, you got to know your audience. I know he's somebody that I can, I can do that with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that with. But I, I'm very cautious about, you know, being around other gay people and, and, and telling a joke, you know, telling that kind of joke. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. Read the room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I guess, well, with the times changing, do you, again, should that be off limits or why is it now being not? I think everything has to be in good taste. I think if you're, I think, and that, that, that happens a lot. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of of stand-up comedy. And so I, it's regular for me to kind of see a bunch of stand-up shows and, you know, on YouTube, on Netflix, wherever I can. And you do start start to see a lot of different styles, and uh, sometimes you can comedians can not that they do they're in, intending it not necessarily, but they can come off as a little, uh, I guess preachy. It's not just I, I I get it like as long as you're up there on stage and everything they're saying is a joke, I can completely accept that. But I don't know if it's how if it's them or if it's their their fans or what have you, but a lot of times people can cite comedians as yeah, that's right. That's correct. No, it's not correct. It's a joke. It's, you know, I say when you talked about like, you know, doing this to this person, like it's like he didn't actually mean. I hope he didn't mean to actually treat this person this way. And I, I'm not even saying in the terms of being super hateful. Just mm-hmm. even a joke where you're yeah. just, you're it's a little homophobic or it's a little sexist or it's a little racist, and it's funny to, to act to pretend that you're you're acting this way. But to actually go out there and do it, it's not funny. And I think a lot of people kind of see it that way. Like, oh, Richard Pryor said this. It's like, whoa, he was joking. You know, it, it, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. The, the jokes have to, have to be in good taste. They have to be jokes. They can't be up there, you know, talking about hateful things, you know. You know yeah. If you saw any joke with Mexicans, you know, are, are scum, you're more likely not going to make anybody laugh afterwards. We're going to have to edit that out. You're not going to make me laugh afterwards. Or you're going to you're weed out the, the wrong crowd. But, but what I'm saying is that it, it goes on both both ways. That I, you know, where it comes like the communities, you know, everything like the LGBTQ uh, community, um, community, can you think of that word? Um, it, it's, a, it's actually a fantastic thing. Anybody, when it comes to rights and stuff, like, it's fantastic. But at the same time, you can't push too hard. You can't look at, you have to be able to take jokes. You have to be able to take constructive criticisms and that sort of stuff and understand the other side of, of people just the same way as you want that other side to understand you. It, it can't be it can't be one extreme to the other. It can't be all or nothing. You can't say anything about us. It's kind of, well, you can. Uh, but on this side, it can't be, I can say anything about you. It's like, no, you can't. You, can't, you have to kind of tread the line. That's how comedy is in general. You have to yeah, tread the line. You can't just go out there and say something racist or something sexist. And I'm supposed to laugh because it's it's funny. It's funny when someone curses. It's somebody when somebody is taboo. No, it's not. Make it into a joke. So it's got to be come from both sides where it's like they understand the other and kind of meet in the middle a little bit. 
I want to say... Oh, go ahead. No, go on, go for it. I want to say there was like a skit that came out on Saturday Night Live. Um, maybe two, three, four. I can't even think of how many uh, years ago it was. And um, I don't remember who the host was. I can't remember if it was like Jake Gyllenhaal or maybe even possibly James Franco. And I know James Franco is kind of like a, a touchy mm-hmm. subject right now as well. Mm-hmm. But um, they did this skit. It was supposed to be like an office setting. And some... You know, he was trying to be kind of flirtatious but funny with some of the female co-workers and they were getting like offended at everything he said. But there was this other guy being played by uh, Kenan Thompson and he was saying some stuff that was kind of like inappropriate too. But he was just the way he was saying it, he was able to get the girls to laugh. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just charisma, uh, charm or what. But Delivery. I, huh? Delivery delivery yeah where it's just you just know you just got to know how to say it and get the laugh that you wanted as opposed to saying it and you know people just look at you like that's absolutely disgusting you're a pig <laughs> get get out of here i'm about to call hr if you don't get out of here or if you don't stop it's like oh okay well, yeah i think kike had a point earlier where i had heard somewhere i guess a good or a way to tell like a boundary was like you were saying you you gotta know that it's a joke like even yourself know that it's a joke because there's times where i guess they had presented in a way that if you say if you're saying something and kind of presented with the opportunity to give your true feelings like you wouldn't actually say the same thing like he's like no man like i'm just i'm just kidding i was just trying to do it for for a laugh but if you you can't say just kidding when you actually mean it or whatever. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I've always been I've always been against that where it's kind of a cop-out where it, yeah. somewhere along the lines became that defense mechanism where you said something and you didn't get the reaction you wanted. People didn't side with you as much as you kind of hoped. Um, and a little bit too much of that bad side came out that your cop-out is, well, I was just joking. It's like, you're not. Yeah. And you know what I'm that's kind of the thing like I felt like with family thing you were saying earlier like sometimes they can say a joke and then kind of I think presented with the opportunity of like your shirt like would you wear this shirt it's like it's like no probably not that's kind of why I'm making fun of you for it but like then that's not really a joke because you actually don't like the shirt like yeah you know what I mean yeah. but now flip it and you say something about them and it's like oh well I was just kidding about your shirt like I, <laughs> that doesn't work the same way like that's when I think it's a certain complete. percentage of every joke that's that's yeah. I always says. think that I, 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 I think I, that I can believe that I used I to think that say, half of just kidding yeah. was true half right because it spurred it, it the thought comes to your head from somewhere like it's a little seed and you're like huh, I'll say kind of heart but not half something yeah but i really think that it comes from somewhere and and when sal told told me what the topic for the tonight's podcast was going to be i was actually trying to think up of of a situation scenario where you kind of like make a joke was you you pick on somebody but you try to make it something that they laugh at so something that i i thought of is like i know you two bake a lot of baked goods they look delicious i've never eaten them before you until, just did. until tonight oh that's right and so <laughs> i mean it was just kind of like you know <laughs> let's say you had baked you know like three dozen cookies tonight and you know as soon as i came through the door i ate like five of them mm-hmm. and throughout the, throughout the podcast i'm eating even more 
And then I ask if I can take some home. And I say, yeah, I, I got to go uh, share some of these crappy, crappy cookies with my mom. Mm. Is, that, is that something that you laugh at? Like, can you, can you laugh at that? Obviously, I don't think they're crappy. I think they're delicious because I can't stop eating them. Mm-hmm. But are you going to laugh when I say, yeah, I got to go take some of these crappy cookies? Though? Depends or, on delivery. Or even when yeah, it's, not so, well, it's not so obvious. What if he takes a bite of it and he's just not, maybe not a cookie guy. He just, he's not going to sit down and eat a lot of cookies. He takes one and says, oh, that's terrible. He wasn't going to eat that much cookies anyway. And he loved the cookie, but he made a joke as, oh, these are terrible. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there like, he's not eating the cookie. Speaking of which, can I have another piece of cake? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you may. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a really good point. There's something that, so that hits, hits home a little mm-hmm. bit more, whether it's weight or looks or it's height or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I recently saw in a YouTube video. Is like, if you're going to make fun of something on somebody, make, up some, make fun of something that they can change. Like, pick on, kind of pick on their shoes, mm-hmm. their jeans, their T-shirt, their earrings. Like, they can... They can change that. They can fix that. And maybe make them a part of it and be open to them coming back or kind of, I don't know, not, not just bombard them with, with insults and try to cut them down. And You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How like interesting. Let it be a back and forth type of thing where someone can defend themselves. I still think that this is fascinating that we're talking about guarding comedy. All comedy, it feels like comedy before wasn't as guarded as it has to be now. Or has it always been? I mean, Shakespeare, <clears throat> way back, was doing comedies, and what were those about? You know, were they t- were they picking on different satirical things that were going on in society at the time, and how guarded were they? Well, the problem with that too is that what is taboo now wasn't taboo twenty years ago, which wasn't mm-hmm. taboo twenty years before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Lenny Bruce; he's the only one to get arrested for for cursing in a club and for the stuff he said. He didn't do anything. The stuff he went out there and went and made it a, a, I don't know a pretty standard uh, know set now. Cursing and talking about mm-hmm. politics and stuff. He got arrested for that. He's actually gotten served jail time for doing a stand-up act. Who was what it? year was it's it? Lenny Bruce. All-time legend of, of comedy. And what year was it? Ooh, back when it was back in the day. Probably in the 60s. He passed away, oh, I think, in 66. So probably... That's early, 50s, crazy. early 60s and you look at like um, comedy troops uh, there was I think there was a big time where there was a bunch of comedy troops you know Nichols and May and all that and um, um, where a lot of it was family a lot of older comedians uh, start off pretty much talking about family and stuff there's that very 50s type of mentality where even though it was earlier where there was some women would go up there and they would talk about um, uh, Phil Ziller Phil Ziller was one of them she went up there and she would talk about her husband I'm married and my husband you know that whole that whole spiel and people loved it people ate it up and, and all that and it, none of that com- comedy was super dirty it wasn't like n- now you can every comedian is going to curse they're going to talk about politics they're going to talk about racism they're going to talk about dating they're going to talk about sex they're going to talk about drugs None of them talked about it back then. And it was someone like Lenny Bruce who, who broke that barrier, who, who, who got through that. And it, I mean, he literally got arrested for it. And he really, really did it. And that's what spawned like, guys like George Carlin. George Carlin was a huge fan. Literally, there's a picture of George Carlin getting arrested with Lenny Bruce because he was such a big fan of him. That he jumped in to side with him. And he but got, that's so crazy. He got like, how can you be getting arrested for exactly. these things? Exactly. It's for freedom of speech. That, for something that's exactly. It's, it's something now that's the norm 
but back then it wasn't. Every single big comedian is going to cite Lenny Bruce as a huge influence, huge thing. Guys like Bill Hicks, I mean, uh, George Carlin, his, you know, when, uh, his the second half of his career, or the second, whatever, a part of his career where he became dirty and became serious. He became this comedian where he wasn't sitting there talking about, like, just, you know, lollipops and all that. He was talking about <laughs> serious stuff, cursing and, and saying dirty jokes and saying, and it was just, it was, it was taboo. It was taboo even to say a curse word, you know? It was, it was very uh, leave it to beaver, leave it to beaver type of comedy. And then after Lenny Bruce, it became this whole thing of, you know, uh, Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Red Fox and all that. And, and that's what I'm saying is that taboos change. Well, it's taboo. Then yeah. It was simply cussing. Mm-hmm. I can go in there and just don't cuss. Now it's like, you can cuss all you want. Just don't just talk don't about my, my color. Don't talk about my... <laughs> Any of my religion, don't talk about all that stuff. I mean, in the future, it's going to be something And I want to say something like, didn't that happen to Todd Phillips, in a way? Uh, the director? Todd, yeah, the director. Uh, Todd Phillips. Um, he was. Yeah, he Hangover. Um, old School. Did he do Old School? I think he did Old School. Um, Excuse me. Road Trip, also. But then uh, he goes and directs Joker and is like, how do you go and direct something like The Hangover to directing Joker? And I, I was reading an article saying that it's just like, you know, things are just too PC right now. Like, it, it's hard. It's almost impossible to make a comedy yeah, like, that, not yeah, that nobody, nobody's going to get upset over or anything like that. So it's... Um, and yeah, I, I was looking at. I was, they still criticize it for, yeah. for making fun of mental health. <laughs> it's like, but I, don't even, it? I don't even think he was... Making, making fun, fun of it, it. it's it like almost, he's more like addressing it yeah like, but we can sit here like, talking about the hangover the same way it's like here's what happens when you go and pick on someone for too long and stuff like that but no like i one <laughs> something that i saw recently because i i saw a road trip um i want to say within the past year and something that i know that would just like get a lot of people very upset these days is um and it's so funny because he's the one playing this weird guy on a bus like amy smart is on a bus like i think she's traveling she's trying to go see uh her boyfriend or something like that so boston yeah boston texas (laughs) and so (laughs) she's she's on a bus and it's it's she has like to the two seats to herself so she's like trying to get some sleep And she's taking off her shoes, and she kind of has her feet up on the other on the other chair. And that's Todd Phillips. Yeah, too. Todd Phillips is sitting, uh, behind in the row behind her, and he kind of goes and leans over next to her feet, and he starts licking her toes. And like, yeah, like I I want to say when that movie came out, and especially at the age that I saw it, I was cracking up. I thought it was hilarious. But I saw it now, you know, with everything going on, and like, you know, I, I guess I'm a little more mature. In a different, yeah, I don't know. I think. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I'm just like, holy shit! Like, you could not put that in a movie no, today. Yeah. I mean, we just saw something else. I want to say like. Well, when I showed even this was even a few years ago, and I showed her Rush Hour. She hadn't seen Rush Hour, <laughs> and it's like, damn, there's no way this you could get away with any there's of this. So many oh, movies, so many so movies many. that I'm a fan of that could not get made. Breakfast yeah, at yeah, Tiffany's. See, now yeah. does that Breakfast make us Tiffany's. bad people for laughing at this yes. stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that, that that's the whole defense is that, and now you see things. That's that's where. My old man kicks in where you see things now where people are like, 
look at this movie and kind of like you gotta understand the uh-huh. times are different then the, the boundaries and lines were yeah. different it jokes are always gonna offend people in Subway mm-hmm. they're always I think there's, there's a whole thing where they say uh, a joke has to have a target you have to have you have to cut something down if I'm not cutting you down I'm cutting your house down I'm cutting your car down I'm cutting your cookies politics, I'm, I'm cutting <laughs> society down something Some there's a target somewhere in, uh, inanimate or not but you look back and the times were different. I mean, there's if you're gonna make a list of everything that could not survive today, you're not gonna stop. I've just, never seen brother. Blazing Saddles, but oh I've heard some things. Oh my god! I, I haven't. You're on the on the. I've been. I haven't I'm seen waiting it. for a break to be like Blazing Saddles. That's Dude. ridiculous. Yeah. I haven't. You don't seen need it, to. But I saw the you first, need to see like, the first two top minutes. Top three comedy <laughs> of all time. Easy. And that's I've never seen, but I've heard things about Blazing oh Saddles, but I'm just gonna just like, watch the first three minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Holy, that's hilarious. I mean, it's, I, I but I understand the, the offense. Breakfast at Tiffany's. You, you Breakfast Mickey, Rooney Tiffany's. Mickey Rooney as an Asian man. He's an Asian man, and he's a stereotype the entire time. And it was hilarious. Uh, it's just, but well, with all was, due respect to the culture now, um, it wouldn't be able to be made like yeah. that anymore it's yeah. like doing something in blackface you don't do that yeah. anymore and I, I think that's a lot of people that do not like Jimmy Kimmel because um, I know he can he's very political at times um, you know they call him woke and then they're like oh you're so woke look at the look at the way you made fun of Karl Malone when you were on the man show he would go and put on blackface makeup and he would make fun of Karl Malone he would pretend. Wouldn't he do Chris Rock on SNL? Then? I don't know, maybe. Ah. But yeah, he would say like, you know, I'm Carl Malone, and I don't like rap music and this and that. But he would be even like trying to make his voice sound like Carl Malone. What about Tropic Thunder? Yeah, people bash on that too. Nowadays, they're bashing on it, but back then, Robert Downey Jr. did not get bashed on it. In fact, he got nominated for an Academy Award for it. That's crazy. Again, <laughs> the reason why I do, I'm one that tends to side. I guess defending these uh-huh. is because of the intent and the intent. intent. Yeah. They're not trying to come off as hateful. Even yeah. jokes now, like that, if I already hear, not that it's prevalent, but if I hear it's a, a, a comedian of a different, you know, different color talk about Mexicans, like I, I think if it was in good taste, I would laugh. I wouldn't sit there and just be real. Not that, not that you know, people who get offended yeah. or touch or anything like that. But I'm one that if it, if it can be funny then it's okay. But if you're just sitting there just being hateful and bashing, like, all right, then that's crossing a line. But if you're going to be funny, you're going to do it in the form of a joke, then yeah, I'll laugh at it. Like That I'll, still I'll cool depends on like the person though, right? Yeah. Because your roots are decently removed from the Hispanic culture already. Like, Very true. You guys have been in America for a good chunk of time. Like, you're, both of your parents are well, depends English Depends who you ask. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> like my my ancestors didn't arrive on the Mayflower, so I kind of feel like the people, most the people that are a little more uh, not as accepting as some of us or of us would say, like, oh, you're not American. My my, I'm gonna have to make. Don't do it. <laughs> You're not American. No, we're gonna pull, pull it back there, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> well, now, like I, I yeah. have the names of my ancestors that arrived on the Mayflower at Plymouth Rock, and it's like, okay, cool. Well, um, 
Well, my grandpa got a green card and drove over here, uh, so I, I didn't worry. Even then, like, also. go back hard enough, like, the border moved. I didn't move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I think that's my, my whole point is that I think it depends on the person. Yep. Except it just feels like more and more people are more sensitive. Like, you can't take a joke. I think a lot of it has to come with... Myself included. The d- delivery. And I'm not saying a joke. I'm saying in the sense, like, like... It's, it's, if it offends you, that's one thing. If how you, how you, uh, like the next thing you do is also the most important. If you're going to go out there and go up to the stage and, you know, strike the comedian, you're probably in the wrong. If you leave the show or if you go home later on and you're offended about, okay, well, you have a point. You, you, you did it in a very, uh, I guess in an adult way, you, you handle it in a very adult way. A lot of times you, they talk to the comedians after the show and they tell them, you know, you know, this offended me, I didn't like that. And most of the time, probably the comedians tell them, go fuck yourself. But I think, I think that's still an adult way to do it. I think making this big ruckus and this whole scene, I think that that's where you start to separate yourself. Right? Just because you're quote unquote right, even if you are right, if the comedian was in the wrong and you're in the right, by making a scene, by standing up during the show, by physically assaulting the person, already you're wrong. Even though you start off right, and now you're wrong. It's, it's a lot of things that's like life. It's how you handle things. It's not just what happens to you, it's how, how you handle it. Writing the angry email as soon as you got it. Like, sleep Absolutely. On it. <laughs> like, I mean, sleep on it you're a comic book you. fan. Every, every, every villain has a relatable story where like, God damn, like, I can see why he became, you know, society, the whole Joker film. Yeah. You know, I can see why you know, society let him down, and this is what he becomes. It's kind of like, he's still in the so, wrong. You can't say Joker's a yeah. good guy, but it's kind of like, whoa. Yeah, and then so, like, at that point, what do you think? He was too thin-skinned, or, like, what is that point that we... Because yeah. <laughs> all these little bits keep adding up, obviously, and makes him makes people go nuts, so, like... I think maybe he just... He never got a break from it. He never got a break from being picked on or being mistreated. And again, it was also stuff that was out of his control. And then also, I mean, also, I think for a lot of people, um, maybe just having somebody next to you that steps, like they can see that you're at your breaking point mm-hmm. and they kind of like stick up for you. Because like... Um, I don't know, I, I've, I've had those moments where I was just like, okay, um, I'm about to cry at this point. I mean, and I was little. I was just joking. Yeah, just, <laughs> but, you know, somebody had to come in and say, like, all right, that's, that's enough, that's enough. And I feel like, you know, a, a, a character like the, the person that Joaquin Phoenix played, he never had that. Like, you know, the one person that should have stepped in to protect him from those things or, or to, like, set the boundary and say, okay, that's enough, was supposed to be his mom. She never did that. I think they say that, like, um, she would let her uh, significant other beat him and tie him to a radiator, or, um, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So um, he never had that person in his life that stepped in and said he's, he's reached his breaking point. Mm-hmm. Just, just leave him alone. At the same time, none of this defends what he becomes mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. When you go from villain to, or when you go from victim to villain, I mean, you're going to be treated as such. And I think that's where it is. I mean, yeah, it's in situations like that, where everything is just kind of falling apart around you, you would hope that there's somewhere, I mean, something somewhere 
that can help you. Some yeah. kind of, I yeah. mean, but at the same time, those who have these are victims of stuff. When they turn around, when they pick up a gun, they pick up a weapon, and they go out into a crowd and do whatever they, they got to do. You don't. None of that matters. None of that matters. It's not excusable. It's not excusable. It, it, re- it really isn't. I mean, it's a whole different subject. But at the same time, something like that's kind of like, there. Yeah, he, he was the victim of something. He yeah. was a, he right. was insulted. He was you know beaten down you know mentally and, and emotionally. And physically. In his case, physically. But let's say people who were at a comedy show, and let's play devil's advocate and say the comedian was completely in the wrong. Because most, because uh, I mean, there, there's there's got to be there's good and bad eggs everywhere. How you handle that is also a big thing too. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to think back, one of the other definitions I had seen and I didn't write it in here is that uh, comedy is like like a presentation in a satirical manner, but also it was like using exaggeration. And I think the exaggeration, like we were saying, like we can joke within friends and stuff because we know our flaws. And I think it's exaggerating those flaws because... I don't know. They they just either seem seem different to us or whatever, but it's being able to kind of make fun of yourself, and I think that's probably part of the reason that like I think there's more sensitivities. Like you don't know how to make fun of yourself, and like you think like you don't know how to be imperfect. I guess like like there's nobody nobody's perfect, so like why not just accept the fact that you have imperfections and just learn how to handle them. That reminds me of a movie. Um, your boy up there is pretty perfect. <laughs> I agree. Um, there's, oh, what is that movie where she introduces herself as Fat Amy? Oh, it's a pitch perfect. 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 Yeah. I love that shit. Because she's like, yeah, hi, I'm Fat Amy. And they're like, but uh, why the fat? And she's like, well, because I know that you skinny bitches are thinking about it. Or something yeah, like that. And I was just like, yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, that's that good. I'm going to start introducing thing. myself like that too. Like, that's just perfect. And it, it's also kind of like the whole uh, Simpsons Halloween special thing where it's just like um, the monsters keep causing havoc by giving them attention. Yeah. It's like, so, I mean, if you if you want them to just stop already, then just don't look. And, and the one person I'm thinking of right now is Howard Stern. Uh, when Howard Stern was just kind of becoming, like, so controversial in the 90s, um, I haven't seen all of the movie, but I remember on the trailer, um, there was one person that said um, the average Howard Stern fan listens to his show an hour each day. The average Howard Stern hater listens to his show three hours a day. Dang. Or, I don't, mean, I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I could be wrong about those there's, numbers. And it's there's, just like, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, imagine if those... Howard Stern haters just put the station on some easy listening or something like this, some mm-hmm. classic rock, and just they didn't give him that kind of attention. Like, you know, would there have been a Howard Stern movie? Would he still, would he have his own station on, what is it, I Sirius Radio? Yeah, Private Back Parts. It's called Private Parts. Of course. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just the whole thing. Like, it, uh, and I've seen it before, like, if somebody's picking on you and, like, you know, making fun of your t-shirt and stuff like that, and you're just kind of, like, it's funny, because, like, it's almost like they just stop right, it was like, I, the, the person or the bully or the person that's trying to be funny or whatever, if they're trying to get a rise out of you and it doesn't happen, it's just kind of, like, 
oh, and it's like the whole Fat Amy thing. It's like, I'm going to call myself Fat Amy so twig bitches like you can't use it to make fun of me. Yeah, to make fun of me. Do you really not like my shirt? I, you know what? Okay. It's just, I have really good peripheral vision, and it's just, you know, just, it's just there. Just to bring out your eyes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the pictures over there in the hallway, but I still see it. You know, it's just still right there. There's also just got to be that, dip, you have to be able to differentiate between a bully and someone who's just cracking jokes on you. I think a bully's intent is obviously to break you down. I mean, realistically, you guys can kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go at me and you know kind of just make fun of me and, and whatever if realistically if I were to at the end of this I were to start crying or just be real heartbroken I guarantee I'm confident you guys would switch and, and apologize and try to make me feel better hey man we're just joking we're just fucking around whereas a bully would <laughs> want that wants to get you down to that and I think mm-hmm. uh, that's a big thing too is differentiating between is this person really just joking with me because you, you can kind of get that you get that, that drunk guy at a party or even that weird friend Who's just trying to go at you? You're kind of like I don't. I don't get a joking vibe from this guy. This guy's mm-hmm. he's trying to get something. He's trying to insult me in mm-hmm. some way for whatever reason, big or small. But he's his intent is not to joke with me. And I think that's a big thing too. I've, you've been around people like that where it's kind of like it's coming off as more hateful than it is joking. And that's that's a that's a real big thing too. All right. Dang, um, that comedy gets so deep. <laughs> Last-ish topic is favorite comedians and why? Um, well, a lot of people tell me I act like the guy, <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> uh, also, Adam Sandler. You look like him. Yeah, apparently I look like Billy Crystal. Plenty of people yeah. say that. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I heard things. I heard things. <laughs> um, why? I mean... I wish I could come up with a better reason other than just they make me laugh, but I don't know. I, <laughs> seems like a fair enough reason. Yeah, it, it's just I, I remember um, I was in fourth grade. My parents and some friends of the family, they went out and they left my brother and me at, uh, at the house of the, of the friends of the family. And it was like a Friday night, so they had rented some movies, and they're like, "All right, we'll just we'll just put the movie on because we know that's what entertains JJ." So um, one of the movies they rented was City Slickers Two, and I remember I tried to watch City Slickers One when it came out, but I was I was a little bit younger, so I didn't quite grasp all the material. Material, but since I was a little bit older for City Slickers Two, I put it in and I saw. I put in the, B- the VHS. Um, <laughs> yeah. The whole tape thing you were talking about? Yeah, the whole tape thing, you know, going back. I, and it, I just thought it was just the, the delivery, you know, him, John Lovitz, um, Daniel Stern. It was just, I, I realized that I, I realized that my, my grasp of comedy had, had grown quite a bit because I was laughing at jokes that I knew that I hadn't, I wouldn't have been laughing like, you know, the pre, like, you mm-hmm. know, younger year too. I'm mean, not that, not yeah. that, not that City Slickers Two is too raunchy of a, yeah, of a yeah. movie or anything like that. Wait, but did you say City Slickers or Titty Slickers? City well, Slickers. Oh, yeah. One and the other. Yeah, yeah. I saw the. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got it. Okay. Both of them starring Billy Crystal. Isn't yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack <laughs> he was wearing a beaded shirt because. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, when you rent it from the VHS place, they had the beaded curtain, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to get tits like. 
We already lost our teenage audience, so don't worry about that. <laughs> and then Adam Sandler just, you know, um, first I saw him on Saturday Night Live, and he was just, uh, he was just that funny guy that would just make the weird noises. He was just kind of like that weirdo in, in a lot of the skits, and I, I mean, you know that Adam Sandler sounds, the voice. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was dead accurate. <laughs> you know, all, <laughs> all that stuff. And so, um, I, I, but I loved him as Opera Man. Like, you know, the way he could just rhyme stuff, but try to sound like, I guess, Italian or whatever in his little handkerchief. <laughs> but uh, I'll let, I'll let, I don't want to hog. Oh, how much time do you have? Like no. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know. Favorite? I mean, I can kind of cut it up into different, and which I will. But I think <laughs> right off the bat, we're going to talk about the, the two, I think the two icons. If I had like a Mount Rushmore, I think the two of the heads would be, number one would be Steve Martin. And I think I, I, think I grew up during a time where I didn't appreciate Steve Martin. Luckily, my dad showed me uh, Steve Martin's standard special from from 76, 77. And it's just absolutely brilliant. And the uh, the comedy that he delivers. I, I ultimately, out of no matter what area we're talking about, I like comedy that's, like a better term, smart. Not that I'm smart mm-hmm. or anything. But where it shows that there's effort in the joke. It's not going out there and, you know, tripping over something. Dude. It's not going out there and saying a curse word or saying something something super taboo. obvious. Or yeah, something taboo just to get the, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. But there's thought and process to it. One of the, the ties that bind each and every one of us that makes us all so tight, and you can throw Phil in there, is The Simpsons. I mean, that, that, that type of comedy right there, I think, separates everything else. Just the fact that those kind of, not that I don't like Family Guy or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's some good ones, but I think a lot of other you know, even just talk, in terms of animation, you're not even just talking about just television shows in general, but that animation is that The Simpsons is just, you can tell that these are smart dudes. You can keep watching those, these, and you're just like, I, you either catch new things or you hear the same joke you've heard year and after, and you're just like, I can't believe it still makes me laugh. <laughs> exactly. And Come I, think, on. I think a lot of times, I think Steve Martin a lot of times is funny in his simplicity. A lot of what he, he says and what he does it's not, you know, going from here over there. He just, he kind of finds a way to go around the back door and just kind of, oh my God, it's, it was so obvious, it's so simple, and it's so funny. It's just really funny. And the other guy is John Lekozama. I think if you ever watch anything John Lekozama is in, yeah, he's a big time actor, he's a great actor, um, but a lot of his comedy knows how to touch on different aspects. And I, and I think that's what it is, is that he, he spends a lot of time on his humor. He spends a lot of time on, on what he says and how he presents it. He's able to not only make you laugh, but he's make, able to make you tear up. He's able to make you think. Like that's what I love about uh, every all of his all of his 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 acts. Your he's your times where you're cracking up. There's times where you're kind of like almost sad because he's talking about a serious subject or he's making you think. He's painting a picture just by his voices, just by his descriptions, by his movements, by everything. And, and ultimately, I just I think that's that's like the comedy I like. Not that it's smart. I think that was a bad bad way of describing it. But I think well thought out. Not just going on there, and just falling. Though there are some juggernauts who know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Someone like Chris Farley doesn't need to 
sit down and write jokes. He knows how to be funny. But other than that, I think uh, just that all the time that they take to set up a joke and to make it funny, I think it's, I, I comes out. I, I, I'm somebody who appreciates stuff like that. Um, one of the, the jokes from The Simpsons that I didn't get till much <laughs> later, and, and I think they had a Twitter thing where like, they asked, I think one of the writers asked if, if anybody wanted jokes explained that they didn't really quite get. And it was the, the Homer picking up the phone. He's like, you're going to have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> Do you guys know what that means? I didn't, I didn't get it because I know a lot of women, like, you know, they, yes. they put a towel over their head after they got out of the shower. Um, to me, I mean, I laughed because it was just like the towel so not covering stupid. your ears. I think, I think that's where so, the yeah. money comes from. Just leave it. <laughs> the towel's not covering his ears. So how is that supposed to impair his hearing on, over the phone in any way whatsoever? But I didn't. You know, yeah, the whole towel on the head thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Like, yeah, people used to put the towel on their head and like with the phone, and you couldn't hear it. That. And I was like, what the heck? That, that totally blew my mind. I love even uh, I, I never even thought about them. But I think simplicity is important. One of the things that makes me laugh in the Camp Krusty episode is when they're like, uh, they finally find like all the mail that was sent to them. And like you know, they're they're like you know passing it out to all the kids, and it's just like, oh my my change of my bra- change of underwear, my insulin. Poor kids, been camp the whole time without using his insulin. <laughs> right, I'm gonna throw one out there. The way you were telling me about when you saw when you got the DVDs, and it was that one where where uh, Lisa's date with density uh, density I think where she starts liking uh, Nelson. Uh-huh. And she gets in trouble in class, and it's that whole that Milhouse loves Lisa, and he loves Milhouse. Nobody likes Milhouse. <laughs> no, but not that one. But when it says, <laughs> when it, says, uh, it goes from uh, Milhouse likes Lisa to Janie loves uh, Milhouse, and then Uter defends her, and then Uter loves Milhouse, and they skip the girls. <laughs> town gets their torches and pitchforks just because it's like so old school yeah (laughs) but like people are like that like society is like that i mean they don't they might not literally be picking up uh well i mean there was the tiki torch incident via 2016 2017 (laughs) something like that so i mean i saw that i'm like oh my god like i saw this the people of springfield (laughs) so like it's really ended up looking up quotes like just comedian quotes, see if it would get, but one of the ones that reminds me of that, it was George Carlin saying, it's like, never underestimate the, never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. And I was like, oh my oh, God, wow. that is way too real. <laughs> I, I, I saw something like that on Facebook. Um, McDonald's has the quarter pounder and um, Wendy's, in order to compete with that, they came out with the third of the pounder. <laughs> but see, a lot of people thought it was less, thought it was less than the quarter pounder. That's hilarious. So they, pe- they weren't buying it. And it was just like, yeah, it failed because so oh many people God. thought that it was less than a quarter pound. And the response on the meme was like, and that's why I don't argue with people on social media. <laughs> that's, that's another one. That's another uh, George, Qual- George Carlin quote. Y'all can tell who's favorite comedian. Are you serious? George Carlin? Yeah. Look up, look up his hero. 
Guarantee you, it's Lenny Bruce. There's a picture of him getting arrested. That's awesome. What was he saying? Never argue with an idiot. They will only bring you down to their level and beat you with experience. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's, that's a good one. So you can bring us back to talk about George Carlin and the Simpsons. <laughs> no, you. I, I feel like I, I'm not at liberty to discuss my... Uh, the, my comedians aren't smart. Well, and I know for, okay. for sure that you don't you don't like them. No, but you know who I do? Well, I find these people funny. You're wrong. I like Kate <laughs> McKinnon. I think she's great at improvisation. I like. Kate I think McKinnon. that she's very responsive to her surroundings. I also find her pretty attractive. And <laughs> she's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, she I, she I wouldn't know. Team. I wouldn't know what to do, <laughs> like with her, but like she's just. I'm like, oh my god, I love you. Um, I really like her. Ugh, and I know that this one is a great comedian because he gets under my fucking skin. And it's Steve Carell. He, <laughs> I think he's really good. He's so fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, ugh, he's cringy to me, you know? But I really like that. I like that he's able to do that to me. Like I am. I like that he's able to bother me so much. Michael Scott is a fantastic character because over the course of seven seasons he was on, he he was able. He to makes take you a miss him. Coaster, he makes you miss him, and then you're like, you see him again, and you're like, what the fuck did I miss you for, you yes. stupid shit? The first like you know? three episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really like him. I think he's a great um, actor, comedian. Um, there was somebody else, but I forgot who. Mm, I like so Pablo Kristen Francisco, Wiig. even though he's so dumb. Um, I love Pablo. We all Francisco saw him, remember him? Pablo. Yeah. And he came back out from the dressing room to take Great pictures guys. with us. That was yeah, awesome. That was really cool. Um, oh, yeah. Before I asked him to baptize my son, it was a day before we baptized Brad. And, and did I it work? Him, he said, no, he goes, I'm going to be like, like so I tried. Like, hey, a lot of people invited Peyton Manning <laughs> Who to didn't the baptize wedding. Him? <laughs> I think he even like responded. He checked, like, I respectfully declined and like signed it, Peyton Manning. And they're like, his brother, huh? Yeah, your brother? Me open the <laughs> <laughs> My brother. <laughs> what would he have said? He's like, oh, sorry, dude, you read well, my number. He would have <laughs> <laughs> <He would've laughs> been like, yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> Pretty cool. I wonder if he would ever follow it up. Like, hey, how's my godson? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on check, man. <laughs> I like George Carlin also. But just from the stuff that I've seen, because Sal will put on stand-up comedian like comedy, and I used to have a really hard time getting into them. Like, m my comedy is very, very dark. Like, I enjoy extremely dark humor. So you like uh, Anthony Jeselnik? So you know how uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah I probably like, like it. If you like oh, dark comedy. I like Aziz Ansari. Mm -hmm. I thought Aziz he was really Aziz. funny. Um, he's not dark, but... He's not dark. No, no, no. Dark humor. Well, he... I like dark... <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, oh. He's going there. <laughs> well, he is sort of dark. <laughs> his comedy is dark. His comedy is real good. He's very well thought of. Have you all seen Batman? If we would have gone... I would have gone down my list if this show was about my list. Paula Rochinsko probably would have been next. I I, I promise you. <laughs> I love her. So anyway. Did you see Batman? You all see the Batman? The yeah, new one? The Batman. Like the 60s one? That was just... you all see um, the thumb drive? Oh. That shit <laughs> that she cracked me up. That's fantastic. But like... 
It was terrible. In the theater, everybody's like, oh. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm like losing my shit laughing because that's funny. I uh, had a similar experience with Joker. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I, I don't care who knows this. I live with my mom. And so, uh, yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> and I lost a few years. No, um, but uh, no, like I, I mean, my mom was laughing at parts. I really oh, didn't. That's not true. Wait, hey, my husband. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, but uh, no, my my mom was laughing at some inappropriate parts. Like, it, I was like, that's not meant to be funny. Like, why are you laughing? We're, we're there in the theater. And Flick's Brewhouse had just opened up. So, I mean, there was, like, a lot of people in the theater, at least from what I remember. Do you remember what, like, she was laughing at? I, I had to see the movie again. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was, there was parts that just were making her laugh. And I would just look at her like, you sicko? Like, in like, Joker? In Joker. She was laughing at certain <laughs> parts. like When the little boy's <laughs> reaching through the fence or something. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe. I don't know. But then, um, I mean, it gets to the part where after the mom dies and the, the well, two co-workers uh, go to his apartment, you know, they knock on the door <laughs> and then uh, they're like, hey, you know, how are you doing? How have you been? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, um, my mom died. I'm celebrating. I, I just started. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than I am now. My mom just like, look at me. <laughs> You started laughing. <laughs> it made me laugh even more the fact that she was looking at me so like. What did you do? Oh my gosh, Sal did something to me in the movie theater. Oh, that's right, a similar one. A similar. Okay, so <laughs> we're watching The Hunger Games. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we're watching The Hunger Games and Rue, Rue dies. Right? Spoiler alert. I know, whatever. There's going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen it by now, then get the fuck over it. Um, so the girl dies, and she's, or she's dying, and she's like, sing to me. <laughs> Freaking Sal. He's like, soft candy water. <laughs> so she's dying, and I lost oh it. Oh my god. Full on cracked up in the theater <laughs> while this poor little girl's That's like dying. Hilarious. We had been watching Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be like a great moment to be the person that's like cracking up at like a sad point oh in the movie. When the Do child is dying. <laughs> the child. I, I'm, leaning, I'm eating a carrot and it's probably loud. I remember being in eighth grade and watching Titanic in the theater and, you know, you know spoiler alert, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio dies. And, yeah, I'm sorry. And, you know, I, I was sitting next... I mean, when I was in 8th grade, what are you, like 13, 14 in 8th grade? So I was sitting next to girls that were, I didn't go with them to the theater, but they were sitting next to me. And, You're you pretending. know. Yeah, I was just like, huh. you want some popcorn? No, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> see, we're going to have to edit that out too. <laughs> and uh, so they were crying, like, you know, full on, like, faithful, <laughs> you know, like that. Oh, and I'm just looking at them. I'm not even looking at the movie at this point. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just laughing at them crying and yeah and that was I, really rude you know, it's yeah, very inconsiderate because that ship yeah. never existed just kidding <laughs> what I mean talking about the whole it actually fell off thing, the edge of the earth it's a conspiracy 
like I I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook. I mean, this was in 2020, and I was in Walmart, and I was I mean I'm a collector. So on top of still living with my mom, I'm a collector of action figures. Toys? Of action figures, toys, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I was checking. And these are flying. I know they are. Dude, this sounds a lot like the 40 year old version. Moist. <laughs> Why did you whisper it into the mic? Do you want to hear it? No. He almost caressed it. I, uh. <laughs> Ew. It's like the it's like the great it's like the great ant kiss they were talking about earlier. I know, right? <laughs> but we're gonna be famous. <laughs> I'm talking about like amongst our peers, famous. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so I, I on one of the games, it was like the Titanic game, and it's just like, oh, can you survive the Titanic? And I'm like. Like, 1,400 people died on that thing. You made a game out of it, but yeah. I don't know. And see, it's like, do you laugh at that? No, because, like, it wasn't ever meant to be funny. Like, the actual ship, the movies, and stuff like that. Like you The game think, wasn't supposed to be funny? I, or, like... Yeah, the event. The event was... It's like, it's not... Is the boss fight like the iceberg? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a chance you'll make it? No, it's fighting that other like... bitch to get on that boat. That's Mike Tyson. The little lifeboats. <laughs> there was room for Jack on the boat, you know? There was room for Jack. There was room for Jack she on the boat. She tried. The first thing they did is she, he tried to jump up and it started to sink. And that's when he jumped back in the water. Pay attention, people. <laughs> it's been quite a while. Oh, okay. Somebody's a Kate Winslet fan. Jeez. <laughs> Let her survive. She's actually. Like, I I've always thought she's really pretty. I think she had more attractive ways than you ever done. No, even back then it was cool. Oh, of course, yeah. All right. Pop <laughs> that double VHS in and. Oh, no. And watch Jack save all those people from that ship. Oh, jeez. Speaking of the stupid devil VHS, I remember the first time I I bought it, I rebought it on DVD, thinking... It was going to be one disc. And it fucking wasn't. <laughs> I bought it. It was too. What a freaking rip off. I'm pretty sure with Blu-ray, it's one disc. Finally. Know? But just to spite you, they put in that other Blu-ray disc for all the extra features. Just like. The last. Uh, Titanic on VHS, yeah. You still watch it, huh? I haven't seen it in a while. I'm never going to watch it. I haven't it either. I remember being a fan of the soundtrack a lot. I like that one song, Southampton. Mm. In eighth grade and middle school band, I played Crash Sibbles on that song. Nice. I You were in bed. <laughs> you remember earlier you said, How are you, how are you single? <laughs> you don't have a sister. You I do that. have a sister. <laughs> oh, you. I, I, I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. I said pregnant. She said, Yeah. Um. Well, my favorite comedian is George Carlin. Um, I like him in uh, Jane Sign Bob Strike Back. I like him in Bill and Ted. I, I remember him in Bill and Ted. <laughs> I was just talking, I forgot who, I don't know who it was you or somebody I was talking to about that he used to come out in 
in the Thomas the train engine show, the Shining oh, Time Station, right. or whatever. And yeah, and he was the conductor, and like it was it was weird because the show like they have the reruns or whatever on on Prime, and I show it to to the child, and and uh, he he watches it, but it's not like I remember. Like I remember the stories, like how they show the the, the trains in, in in their little town or whatever. But the way I remember the show, it was it was like an actual station, and there were people working there or whatever, and he was like a mini conductor that would appear to the kids and then he would tell them stories about what happened at the train station. It's like he, it's like the actual trains he was going to. It's like he was one of those conductors, but he was also small. Like it was as if they were toys. It's like, why is he going to? <laughs> to? You know, it would be hilarious if like somebody did an edit on that show, but like they took some of his stand up and it's just like him, like <laughs> talking to some of the kids, like tax the churches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, I, I remember seeing him when I was when I was little. Then when I saw him as a comedian, I was like, "This guy looks familiar." And I wasn't sure if it was it until he finally one of his stand up. He ended up like hinting at. It. He's like, "And I should know, I was a conductor." I was like, yes, "It was you." <laughs> and then the other one, I don't know if you guys were familiar with the show, but um, the other conductor was Ringo Starr. <laughs> And oh, I was wow. like, I remember seeing him also. And then I guess as I got older and I saw Ringo Starr, I was like, this guy looks familiar too. And, and it, it, it didn't really, like, yeah, they probably just look alike or whatever. <laughs> and it wasn't, I think, till like, I had till like IMDB and I looked it up. I was like, I wonder if it was really him. And it was really Ringo Starr. I was like, what the hell? Man? I remember the actress that plays Frenchie in Greece. Wasn't she on one of those PBS shows? I have no A idea. I can't remember which one, but I remember Ooh, like she's a girl from Lamb Shop, right? Because she looks like her. Sherry or something. Or Sherry Lewis. I don't know. I'd probably have to go on IMDb to check it out, but um, yeah, I, I want to say she was on one of those uh, PBS shows, and I'm just like, hey, it's Frenchie from Greece. Cool. You seen Greece? No, I'm seen <laughs> um, yeah. Why do you like George Carlin? Uh, I think it came at a time. <laughs> like in adulthood where it really made me realize how kind of kind of full of crap and how like adults are I guess like as much as we think we may have control yeah. of things and not or like or that some things are one way they're really really not just because we keep saying them doesn't make doesn't really make it true I've uh wait fellow I don't know if it's becoming thick-skinned or just not really caring as much about stuff. I know that sounds terrible, but um, I find myself getting like less outraged over stuff. And like the fence back in those groups are so overloaded in the past. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like we've gone through twenty years worth of history in like the past forty years. Jesus like, Christ, <laughs> dude, I know. And so yeah, I think at this point I'm just kind of like. I, I feel like uh, Gordon Bombay in Mighty Ducks, where he, he's cooking his first game against the Hawks, and you know District Five is just really just sucking it up, and they're doing a line change, and he's just pushing like all the kids. I was just go, just go, go. I was, like I feel like that. I'm just like yeah, just go, go, whatever, go, go do your thing, say what you want to say. Yeah, and same. Well, like the show is also Simpsons is on. For sure. You like the second one? <laughs> and then second would probably be Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Wow. <laughs> that show, man. Wow, that show, man. 
So, dude, don't worry. Do you ever see the uh, um, Jason Bateman <clears throat> and uh, man, I'm blanking out on the guy that plays Job. Uh, his, oh, Will Arnett. Have you ever seen them like make fun of each other on Conan O'Brien's show? <laughs> Look, go when you get the chance. Go on, you know, Will Arnett appears on Conan O'Brien. Go on Jason, and uh, it's I, I don't know if you knew this, but one of the actresses that plays Jason Bateman's like girlfriend for uh-huh. one of the I don't I don't remember how many episodes it was. It's his sister. His sister played his really? love interest on Maria the show. Or something? Or so, yeah, I, I don't remember which which character it was. What so the hell was her name? Will Arnett goes on Coney's all like, yeah. Um, so Jason wanted uh, his sister to play his girlfriend on the show. You know, he's just kind of like, <laughs> and it just goes on and on, just making fun of it. And like, I and then you know, Jason Bateman comes back on. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, we're doing great on the shows. Like, you know, we had great times. And then you know, comes like, so last time Will Arnett was on the show, he mentioned that. Uh, Somebody close to you played your girlfriend on the show, and Jason Bateman's like, "Yeah, I, you know, it was, uh, it was my sister." And then, like, the audience got to guess, like, that awkward size, like, like, "Why would you want your sister?" Jesus. Did he? Well, then, did he know that that he was gonna be? She, because I, I think if I'm thinking of the right one, like, she wasn't the girlfriend, his girlfriend yet. It was Job's girlfriend, and then I ha- I have to see the was show again. Yeah. Spanish superstar. I thought it was a Spanish. Superstar. No. 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 Okay. Because the other I one. I don't remember what she was, but it wasn't her. I know his, his sister's a, a big actress too. That's why. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I like that whole bit that uh, Will Arnett does when he's gonna uh, have like a fling with that one girl, but like she's not that attractive. He's like, uh, Hera. Say goodbye to these because it's the last time. I love when he tries to put the insurance payment like in the ocean and just like the wind just keeps blowing it back. I, I what episode was that? It was like the episode before the banana stand gets. Oh down. yeah yeah yeah. Nelly. Nelly. I don't remember her. That one, Nelly. Uh, what's the actress's name? Just find yourself. Justine Bateman. Yeah. Oh, weird. I don't remember her. Say hi to your dad. <laughs> We're recording. Oh, sorry. I said hi. Say hi. Just YouTube the. The montage of the chicken dances. <laughs> oh, that's it. Good job. Chicha, 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 chicha. And Meadows, Meadows' favorite, that's, Tobias. That's just what I wish I, I would have written. That one. Oh, I forgot. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are they asking, do you record your, like, you should carry out a, a tape recorder to record yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't see no problems there. <laughs> I, like, I like when they talk about him on the news and they pronounce his name as Gob. Illusion, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. You guys need a topic. Trick is the more desperate, Mike. Simpsons and the rest of the album. <laughs> illusions, Dad. You don't have time for my illusions. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that's like how Chewie and I started talking when we were in the drum line together. Just, oh, Anyang. Huh? Anyang? Anyang. Anyang. 
Hello. Anya. Anya. Who's a big fan of that? Not Anya. Who's a big fan of I remember one time uh, I went over to his house. He cooked some food for me, and then uh, he's like, oh, "Well, what do you feel like doing?" I'm like, "Well, I, I remember you said that you you were talking about Arrested Development one time, like during practice." And he's like, "Oh, well, you know." He brought out like the DVD set, and it was like barely a thing where, where you know the the studios were releasing seasons of of the shows and like I don't I think we saw like two episodes of Arrested Development and I remember one the episode that I absolutely had to see was when there was like the class election between George Michael and uh, what Steve was Holt Steve Holt yeah Steve, Steve Holt, Holt. <laughs> Steve Holt <laughs> and then uh, I just remembered like Job's voice just like narrating the little video thing it was just like Steve Holt's a bastard that doesn't know his real father <laughs> 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 That reminds me back on Christ. Simpsons when Sideshow Bob runs for mayor. He's like, Sideshow Bob's a, oh, a criminal. Oh, that's another amazing <laughs> comedian. Yeah, yeah, could be. Let a, a convicted felon yeah. Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Both Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too real, also. What's that, Grammar? What's his name? Kelsey Grammar. Kelsey, he's yeah. an am- I love watching him. Oh, I like Kelsey Grammar. One of our friends got to meet him. Really? He, said he's a sweet, <laughs> he was <laughs> he's a such a perfect casting to play Beast in yeah. X-Men. You talk truth? about, huh? Ain't that the truth? Perfect casting. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think X-Men That's was about the only thing casting. they got right, huh? I think, well, I think the casting was perfect on that. X-Men got it right a long time ago. The movie is, doesn't hold up all that great, but the casting was perfect. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm too much of an X-Men fan to not watch the movies. All right. Um, now, pretty much to wrap up, we go back to the scenario, see if your number changed at all, see if your, if your mind changed at all, if you would keep it the same or, or not. So on the light humor one, your partner made a joke, and the intent was lighthearted, but the impact was it hurt your feelings. Do you guys remember your number? Do you want to give in? Did I say 20? You did. Do you still hold up at a 20? or do you... uh, We'll loosen up a bit. I'm going to hit that shit. <laughs> what is your new number? Babe, I'm sorry. I'm changing to a 90. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Did you just say, babe, I'm sorry? Yeah, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't look at him. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever she is, out there beyond the sea. Yeah. Oh. Right. Kika? I'm, I'm going to go with a 50. It's not that I'm not changing anything. I just think a lot of it can go into it. And I think something like that where you, you said it's a significant other, you know your audience, you kind of know their, their hot spots. It's still 50-50. It's really, I mean, it's really got to be funny. You got to know <laughs> the timing. You got to know who you can, you know who you can make fun of. Time. That's tough for you know her who then, you huh? You can make fun of as far as his own traits, what stuff is he sensitive to. So even in that, it's still kind of a 50-50 thing. Because you know your audience, you know you're, you're comfortable around them. You're, you know, you're familiar with it. It's just a matter of, did the joke... It's lighthearted. But he got offended, that's the biggest thing. So should you have told it? It's like, man, she ate a lot. <laughs> God. Again, this is why. Just kidding. <laughs> Either he laughs and it's uh, 100% you should have told it, but he didn't laugh. It's like, well, I tried. That's 50-50. That's 
That's so Why interesting. Okay. When they're blind? So even though you're was, oh, oh, fascinating that you think that I care what he's <laughs> but <laughs> I'm but thing. it's on the opposite. So when I'm thinking about this question, my brain is how did that make me feel? Not how did I make him feel because I already know my whole, intention, which right? Which is a whole other discussion. Like, like you said, is the, the intent of a joke to make everybody feel better or just to make you feel better? That's a whole other thing. Not that it, not that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying yeah. is that depending on your aim, otherwise you got a hundred percent, you know, satisfaction rate. I had never thought of that question like that though. That's why we have these talks. Yeah, no, I never thought about like me. Well, I thought about me hurting his feelings, but I also know that he, the only time I would feel comfortable, Chikir, um, would be, oh man, I guess I gotta go 50. 50 what did you say? 80, right? 20 or so? You just shouldn't, 30? You were 30. Like, shouldn't say it. Guys, I guess. No, put me at 50 now. 50? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of more like, <clears throat> I know my intention is, and I'm reading the room, so I know who I can make fun of him in front of and what I can pick at. And I know he's probably not going to get hurt. But if it does, then I definitely know that I'm going to hear about it. Like, hey, what the hell? Like, <laughs> the percentage might be lower when it comes to you said something about me. Or you said something about this party that you went to where you just met a couple there and you said something. Your, the percentage drops because you don't know them as much as you know this guy. You know his ins and outs, right? You know what he's subconscious about, what he's... Uh, All right, that's fascinating. Self-conscious. Self-conscious. There you go. Self-conscious. I knew it was there. Yeah, yeah. Self-conscious <laughs> about what the kind of thing is, mm -hmm. who the people in his family you can make fun of. What part of his past you can make fun of, and what part you right. can like? You you have the information it's essentially. It's a matter of what you do with it. Why wouldn't it be? Just don't make up a certain band director. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, I want to say uh, like that was officially the most tense, awkward moment of my college years. Just. <laughs> That whole yeah. argument of you should have gone for it on fourth down. <laughs> yeah. If I yeah. score touchdown, it's a yeah. Brilliant Still can't believe the Seahawks didn't it. run it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> can't believe that wasn't considered a fumble against the Raiders. <laughs> I'll go with 85. I was at a 90. I guess. Five percent. What a big man. <laughs> <laughs> we said at the beginning through small increments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the dark humor one. You have eighty-four more of these things. You're good to go. The dark humor one. Death in your family. Somebody makes a joke. <clears throat> Numbers changed. I'm still at ninety. Or was I at ninety before? Oh. Not to say it. Did I get let? Did I get a little more sensitive? No, I think less sensitive you. You were at 70 before. Oh, okay. Yeah, 90. <laughs> it's amazing what, like, a good laugh can do. Just it's a joke Yeah. Yeah. You're fucking down. But you're around. 
around people that like get your humor. That that's another thing that I realized in life is just like you're gonna find people that you can laugh with. Yeah. Because if you can't, I don't know. It's just boring. Boring. Uh, God, it's time to make new friends. I'm not saying it's time for me to make new friends. I'm just saying like hypothetically, if you're in that situation. It's okay. You're amongst friends. It's okay. You're not gonna make new friends, are you? You know how I feel about new friends. <laughs> Are you the same way? Uh, I think I, I had a 20. I'm going to raise it up. I'm going to go... 21. No, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'll go 35%. I want to inside of comedy. I think you... The timing... I think essentially you can bump it up to a 50-50 at s- maybe at some point, yeah. but you have to know if it just happened, that's your own fault. If it's somebody you don't know, that's your own fault. If you said it in a really, really bad way, it, was a, it wasn't a really thought-out joke, that's your own fault. I guess that, that, that too, like, knowing the possible consequences of it, like if you're shocked at the, like, what the fuck's everyone all pissed exactly, off at? Like, like, like exactly. dude. <laughs> it's like, ah, shit, all right, whatever, like she made the best lemon squares, and you look up and it was all. What? What's going on? Riddle. That's really funny. How <laughs> why, why are people mad at that? She made good lemon squares. <laughs> so you have your little notes of like things that you like about. It. She made the best lemon squares. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I like this one, then. <laughs> Andrew, we all know they sucked. Ramble. <laughs> Stop patronizing your ass. <laughs> she choked on eleven square. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Good night. That makes her me own want. Limits <laughs> <laughs> that really makes me want to increase my number because I yeah. would love to have Someone better with your own. What if we push like she wanted to say, my these lemon squares are delicious. <laughs> 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 You want to increase my number significantly. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, that one, that one really did it. But don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lady. See this one time. Um, <clears throat> Sixty. That that made me want to hear Damn. something terrible Very out cool. of <laughs> something cruel. Where'd you go from? Like twenty, I think. You're from twenty to sixty. That's really good. Not forty. I'm gonna probably stay at 40 because she keeps just getting this shit burned at the rock. <laughs> I'd rather not deal with the shit than make the joke. I'll just keep it to myself and keep just in mind. and just laugh randomly. Like, <laughs> part, part of the argument for Chris Rock that a lot of people gave her that's not the worst thing he could have said. They they looked at the joke when they saw the incident. They kind of looked at did he say something that bad? Like if he said something really like he was talking about his like kids. 
and people are going to be like, oh, I'm against kids, or he talked about something sensitive, but so it's all in the park. Just talked about a medical condition. I kind of feel like um, comedians almost have, a, have to have a disclaimer nowadays, <laughs> like we're going to make fun of this topic, this topic, this topic, this topic, this topic, and this topic. If you're somebody that's going to be offended by any of this, mm-hmm. just don't buy the ticket. Don't watch the special. Go watch. It's ridiculous almost... though when you buy a, a ticket to go see Daniel Tosh and then you're insulted yeah. because you made a rape joke. You're like, Daniel Tosh? He said great joke. He makes a lot of <laughs> jokes about great. Well, wasn't Jeff Foxworthy. He makes a, a joke like that. Then yeah, you stand up. But Daniel you Tosh. Know. You see like that one. I forgot one, about I that guy. I love Daniel Tosh. You love Daniel Tosh? I don't. I love oh, Daniel Tosh. I don't. probably but... my favorite comedian. I was also watching him at a time that I was extremely offended oh, by some okay. of the stuff that he would like do. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. I just didn't understand the comedy at the time. And then I haven't watched it anymore. Watch uh, Anthony Justin if you love it. Yeah, I think you'll... Quick, I mean, quick delivery real quick. Very dry, dry oh, delivery. Phil likes him a lot too. I, I love... But even me and Phil, when, 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 uh, Phil and I went... When Justin like first kind of came out, we we were talking about him, and even we're like, we love him, but damn, like he's an <laughs> like if you hate him, it's kind of like uh, I kind of get it, but uh, I, I yeah, I love. Him. And but see you that's like the thing. I like Justin, but see that's the thing. Like if you don't <clears throat> like it, then just don't watch it. Don't yeah. watch yeah. it. That's a big thing. That's so. Like, that's so. I mean, I'm not saying it's the worst thing because. Uh, the, one of the worst things you can do to somebody who's trying to tell a joke is not to laugh. Anybody who's trying to make you laugh, if they don't make you laugh, that cuts deep. So <laughs> don't buy the tickets, don't support them, don't laugh. That, yeah, That's I would say that. Then mm-hmm. cursing at him because he have a chance to redeem himself. Yeah, I can be funnier this way. Most comics can come back at it. I actually think Will Smith had it. It was hilarious to me. He's like, get my wife's name out of here. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. That's for real. Like, oh, this is bad. I hated that it was at the house. This is oh. happening. This is really happening. I know. I'm not supposed to yeah, laugh at that. You would have woke up the next morning and found out, hey, this just in Will Smith smacks him at the after party. You'd probably be like, oh, damn. Like, that's crazy. They had some shit. But because it was in... in from everybody and at the national television, it was insulting. I, 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 was, I hated the fact that it was at the Oscars. I don't care if you have beef, you have beef, it's whatever, but I don't know. I just, I see, that goes the whole thing about it being like a dress up type of event. I, I completely agree. If this is like Def Jam 94 and he goes and does that, it's like, oh, well, I don't know. Remember when Ricky Gervais hosted? <laughs> That was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was insane. Oh my gosh, that man that, is some but, kind of comedian. But to your point, he did not curse. He did not. That <clears throat> was hilarious. That guy is something that I realized. Thank you so it's much. like an unintentional superpower. Like, and it, it, I, I, it's never my intent to like insult people or get people like really riled up and mad. Um, there was an incident recently, and. <laughs> I said something that I didn't even think was going to, like, make somebody mad. But, it, I mean, it just caused them to blow up. I'm like, they're acting like that over this? And I was just like... But I, I want to say there's been a couple of to- other times where... that I, Not a lot of times. I want to say maybe, like, three or four times where, like, I didn't even... It, like, I didn't... It was like a reflex, what I said. It just came out. I didn't think about it. I didn't <laughs> process it. I just said it. And, yeah. Well, some people still mad. It's absolutely yeah. it's gonna be funny. And it wasn't even so much that I was trying to be funny, it was just more like I said 
the truth about something, or maybe I made an assumption about or something. An observation, like, or yeah. I think, but yeah, that I think mind. that that's when it hurts more. You keep in mind, like it's us three, uh, Bill, Chewy, Tovar, all of us. Uh, when we talk about comedy, we're not we don't talk about these life comedians, family comedians. We're talking about the Carlins, the the, the Bill Burrs, the Louis C.K.s, the everybody who's insulting you, who talks about bad stuff and curses and so that's funny that's that's funny to us and i'm not saying that clean comedy isn't funny but look at look at the crowd we're around this is the reason why you defend we defend comedy like this so these are the comics that we like <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no i'm just kidding yeah i guess I totally to me like in my defense i guess it's the, it's the joke part like it is for the most part a joke like if it's not a joke and I have actually that intention or whatever, then I think I'll make it clearer that it, this isn't a joke. Like, it may be mean and funny either yeah. way, but it's, <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> like, I think um, at uh, Jocelyn's birthday party, I thought it made you mad at something. Like, um, I think you're wearing your uh, grumpy softball jersey. Oh, yeah. And I was like, are you on a softball team? And he's like, you're just like, no, it's just a shirt. And I'm like, I hope you can... I also don't like insulting people. Like earlier, I made a crack at you, and I was kind of like, oh man, it seemed like I'm that type of guy that's going to just rag on you for everything. Like, no, that's not that's not what I'm looking for. But I mean, every now and then, like, you gotta you gotta surround yourself with people that keep you grounded, I guess. Yeah, kind of like poke fun of them. I mean, not don't like destroy them emotionally or anything like that. Just be like, hey, nice shoes. <laughs> Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and the practical joke. Still hundred. Still a hundred. Yeah. Hundo P, son. I'm so douchey. I said something low, like twenty percent. I think, right? No. You said eighty. I said eighty. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's lower it. I think. I think more times than not, practical jokes are bad. It's it's like improv. I, have you ever been around improv? Majority of it is awful. <laughs> I, I am not a fan of improv. The only time improv is good is when you have guys like Will Ferrell and Keith McKinnon and, and you know, John Belushi and, and Bill Murray doing it. Mm-hmm. And but Michael Scott. The, yeah. Steve Carell. He was a... No, but I mean, actually, Michael Scott, when he does the improv on the <laughs> Oh, <album>. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> I think the majority of it is awful. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not built for a high success rate. And I think it's a lot like that. Most practical jokes are just trying to go, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, they're trying to go over. And, they're uh, rude. Yeah, they're just really trying to go in excess, and they're really trying to, cause issues that they miss the joke because I mean comedy is that just trying to top the next one trying to, trying to go out of your way to do the unexpected and I think most of the practical if it's a good practical joke then that's it's always good but it's like improv the majority of it is going to be really bad so I'm going to drop that I'm going to go because your success rate is probably going to be lower I'm going to drop that let's go I'm going to give you a little bit of, I'm going to drop it down to 45% under 50 I just, I just don't think, unless you're a professional in some way, you should be doing that. stupid. Metal? 
What is he doing? What are you doing? Your boy's on the podcast. <laughs> you gotta send me that clip now. <laughs> no. It's mine. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. My mom asked me that earlier today. Podcast. <laughs> Talking about stuff. Put it on the internet. Riddle? Damn it, Kika. Okay. Again, that's a personal preference. It, but it depends. Some people love practical jokes. Some people love <laughs> I actually really, really do not like practical jokes. I, I really don't. But, and like to even see them kind of pisses me off. <laughs> but, it depends on my relationship with my coworkers. Like if I know that they like me, like they genuinely like it would be like us like we're we're all friends right and like I'm friends with these people and they did it I would laugh at it I think it would be really funny and I like unwrapping stuff like I like gifts right um but if it were to be my coworkers and I had just started and they're kind of iffy and like they tell jokes and they laugh by themselves and then I'm there and like and it's an awkward yes, situation then I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Like, y'all can go and unwrap that. I'm taking the day. Okay. Fix this shit now. Like, it would be like a whole big blow up thing from me, right? So, it depends. Well, if I made fun of you, your options are gonna, your two options are gonna be either you're gonna laugh or you're not. Whereas, the practical joke, it's either I'm gonna laugh or I'm gonna get fucking pissed. I'm gonna get so mad. Do you see this? Do you see yeah. that? Zero to sixty factor. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm either here. I'm here. No, this one's your I'm over here or I'm over here. And see, that, that's the whole. Like I said, it's the whole relationship with the person that's picking on you or poking fun of you. Um, going back to the whole Robert Robert Downey Jr. thing in Tropic Thunder. Um, if I remember correctly, like he was interviewed about that, and you know he was very cautious in taking the role. He he was thinking it over. And I think in the interview he even asked like his black friends like should I do this is this something that would Mm be funny is it like I think he asked their opinion would this be funny would this be cool and like he got their approval to do it like yeah I'm sure you'd be like he explained the circumstance of it circumstances of it like I'm gonna be this white Australian actor that's just very method and he goes to the extent of turning painting himself himself, yeah, yeah black and yeah, you got his the approval to and do maybe it. Maybe that's and the important thing you said. You have to be in on the joke with you. Even when we're making fun of each other, you're still in the joke with me. We're all making fun of each other. We're not all surrounding you and, and yeah. collapsing on you where you're going to feel like you're in a mm-hmm. corner where you're on the outside. No, and it depends. Yeah, because he asked his friends, the people that matter most to him. He didn't really give a shit about any of the other people. But, A, are you cool with me doing this? Yeah. yeah. I was like, if, I, if you're not cool with it, then I'm not going to take this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or again, like, meaning like there was no meaning behind the action i guess like how we were saying like you're yeah it wasn't like how much are you paying me for this movie yeah i'll do it oh, absolutely. all right um so what are your, what do you what have? is this i found like a piece of chicken or something on the table there the it table. is i was looking for this oh gross <laughs> careful it's lemon square oh <laughs> don't choke um where was it what, uh, you were at 90? Oh, I guess 75. So good. 
still err on the side of do it. That's good. But with caution. With caution, it's so pretty good. But I, I do... Because I know that if they were my friends, or even if they weren't my friends, I would probably be like, hey, <coughs> so maybe don't do that again. Sure. Or you kind of piss me off when, you know? I think I'm going to stay at a 90 for mine. Do it. You, you like that stuff, though. I do like practical jokes. I do, too. Do you watch any practical, practical jokers? Oh, they're different than professionals. But I can't think of the last... I love the, the, the practical jokers. I absolutely. That's love probably them. another one on my list to them. They're so funny. By they way. are so funny. <laughs> Fantastic. But I, I I can't think of non-professional. I can't think of the last practical joke I saw where I was like, "This was amazing." At best, it's like, "Oh, it was pretty funny." I mean, the rest rest of it's kind of like, "What would you expect?" You're gonna go and just gonna curse at this guy, and it's supposed to be a practical joke, but you don't thought before. <sighs> All right, guys. Well. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Now we can reveal your occupations or whatever your skills are or anything you'd like to share. Then. Midnight Cowboy? No. <laughs> I think it was obvious though, right? <laughs> I'm a supervisor at a call center. <laughs> nice. Well, what, what do you give to the podcast while you're here? What do I give to the podcast? Uh, sex I'm appeal. fucking nice. hilarious. <laughs> Bad, you guys can't see him. <laughs> I am an amateur filmmaker at best. I'm on the side of comedy. I, that's what I'm, I aspire to be, and I'm a huge fan of comedy. So things like sound comedy, uh, sketch comedy, uh, I mean, funny movies, funny shows, every, everything has to do with. Funny, like that. I'm, I'm constantly watching it, listening to it, doing something with it. So, uh, me, music teacher for 13 years. In case you haven't listened to any of our other episodes, no, I'm a speech pathologist, uh, a little under 10 years. All right. Um, thank you guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the food. Uh, kind of a shout out to the Hen House <coughs> here locally. We record out of El Paso. Uh, our next episode is going to be about unlearning. Uh, please check us out on our website, www.omni-versal.com. Our email, info at omni-versal.com. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram is probably where we're most active. Sign up for our email lists if you were giving away a shirt at the end of the month. So, um... If you sign up for our email list, you'll get a, you'll be signed up for to win one of those shirts. And that's about it. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening. I want to play my square now. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. These conversations with friends in safe environments and no judgment always seem productive to us. Hopefully they have helped you. If they have, we'd appreciate um, a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. If you like this, maybe you'll like some of our other content. Like I've said, we have specialties. My wife is a speech pathologist, but we also have human experiences. For example, one of our uh, recent road trips that we just took, it's one of our favorites. It's just uh, a path 
to reach a destination that, that we like. It's, it's the long way to get there. And we wanted to know if any of those, if you have any of those places that whenever you're going to it, you, you would go the long way on purpose just to enjoy the scenery, the path, the weather, um, whatever, whatever the reason may be. Why, why do you like this? Where is it? Maybe other people would like to, to know where it is, share it with everybody else. Um, and as I said, Speech Corners, my, my wife's speech pathologist um, section, and uh, one of the most recent, she had development on, on children from zero to five. She has several videos on each, on each year, but these are all, if you're, if you're experiencing tantrums with your kid, it might just be a communication breakdown. They might not be able to communicate the way they they can't they, they might not be able to communicate what they need to tell you so that's why they're having tantrums and and meltdowns and breakdowns and it's it's making your life harder so check out some of those videos see if any of those could be of use to you and how these things can be addressed so again thank you for listening hope to um, have you around next time Thank you.